Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by the voice of SCPW and OWE, professional wrestling commentator, Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. Well, let's hope by the time this goes out, I'm still the commentator of SCPW <laughs> and OWE. So, yeah, so we're actually uh, pre-recording this one. Yes. Pre-tape in the uh, old SummerSlam 1992 um, variety. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, wasn't WrestleMania great? Uh, yeah, it was absolutely great, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. We're not recording this before WrestleMania, absolutely. <laughs> Can't believe Brock Lesnar ate that helicopter live. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today we are doing New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Japan Cup 2019 Finals. We're just doing the finals. Yeah, because this was an extended tournament this year, wasn't it? It's gone up from 16 to 32 yeah, competitors. I, I, I don't remember how many people were in it previously. I think it was 16, but yes, it was 32 this year. Jesus. So. And it was 12 shows over 17 days. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot, a lot lot of wrestling but it's kind of typical of new japan they go on these kind of like long extended breaks and then cram as much professional wrestling as they can for like these tours yeah which um i, I mean let's start immediately i love this format of how you do professional wrestling and with all the controversy that's been on the internet recently yeah. about john oliver's piece on like pro wrestling yeah. and such <laughs> they could have a union now yeah <laughs> that's how it works obviously <laughs> Um, but like, I love the fact that New Japan have off-seasons to let their guys heal up and such. And the style they work is obviously a bit more brutal yeah. than WWE's, maybe. And I think it keeps the product fresh. Yeah, for sure. I think we've said this in the past. The the talent who are on the road for WWE sort of 300 days a year, if they just had them on a rotation like two months off throughout the year to keep the characters fresh, yeah. keep the boys fresh, keep the girls fresh, um, it makes sense. But I like, as I said, I like the idea of this. It's a case of, oh, it's... It's Wrestle Kingdom time. We've got a few shows up to it, and obviously um, New Year's Dash afterwards as well. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. like all of this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, 12 shows of this magnitude over 17 days. If you watch this day one to day 12, start to finish, you either don't have a job <laughs> or have very little to do in the evening. I wish I could have watched all of this. Like, I watched all of the G1, or nearly all of the G1. I think I missed a couple of days, but I still watched all the matches from the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I did not have the opportunity to watch all of this. I watched the the last of the quarterfinals. Uh, I watched the semifinals, and then obviously the finals, which we're reviewing today. You did you, quickly... At the time, did you watch the finals as in like the final match, or did you watch the whole show as the finals? I watched the whole show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the whole show? I watched that. Yeah, because when you watch okay, the final say, match, that... it's going to be a pretty short pod. That is what we do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, again, it's like, and maybe I was thinking as I was watching it, going, maybe we should have just reviewed like the tournament matches yeah. to do like the tournament as such. But we'd said from day one we would do like shows no matter what's on that show whether it's yeah. good or bad ugly whatever it may be we would review a show at a time which i think is an endearing format <laughs> at least yeah yeah i think so and even something like so i know we'd said that in the future we're going to do storyline arcs i think yeah. just having a tournament arc wouldn't have been over there's no story other than i want to win the new japan cup by the time this comes out we may have already done that story arc <laughs> we've been talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> what did you think of our billy kid versus hulk hogan storyline <laughs> the ultimate trilogy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've got uh 24th of march 2019 four days uh before uh, four days after my 30th birthday um we're in Nagaoka. 30th birthday? 33rd birthday. Jesus. Sorry, missed that. Missed I, know a few years. I know we've pre-recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> I Val Shane, who's 21 on the pod the other day. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, me too. Of course, I'm 30. I think what I might do for continuity is I might shave my beard off the week before this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the growth is insane. <laughs> we'll both go completely bald and shave yeah, the beard yeah. off the Harris Brothers style. So we're in Nagaoka Nigata. 
Yeah, I think I pronounced that right. But there's two eyes there. Chorito, like, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it is a little uh, in Japan, obviously. Uh, the Ore Nagaoka Arena, I want to say. Um, what do you think of the arena? I thought it was really packed. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that they went on tour, so obviously they were still on, on like a loop as they went through this this tournament. They the didn't... last couple of days were at this arena. Yeah. So the semis were here. Okay. But it was huge. And again, if you've... I, I don't know if all of the New Japan fans would actually travel to every one of the shows over the 17 days. Do you... Don't know, really. I must have some kind of hardcore ultra types that yeah. like you know follow the company around. But I think it's just whatever town they're in. Because considering this is Sonata's hometown, essentially, yeah. you can hear that there's lots of hometown people there. You know, I have to say now because in case I forget it for the main event, Sonada looking very much like former Portuguese footballer Abel Xavier. <laughs> okay, no? good stuff. Someone got that reference. Out the, there. the good thing that this is live. You could potentially edit in a picture of Abel Xavier. I am not editing shit. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so the attendance was just under 4,000 we're looking at 3,991 3, according to Cage Match um, broadcast live on New Japan World and probably on TV in Japan somewhere yeah. but I didn't have that down anyway so um, as I said I watched two of the New Japan Cup shows I watched the last of the quarterfinals and the semifinals too uh, really really fun entertaining um, one of them had Tanahashi against Zack Sabre Jr which was incredible because Zack beat Tana in the last New Japan Cup oh, okay. and then went on to win the cup and so, therefore, for Tana to come in and like have this challenge of Zach, who seems like a genuine threat to Tana, because Tana has bad knees, and Zach is yeah. very good at tearing your fucking knees apart. <laughs> you know, it was an incredible match, and ended up with um, Tana out technicaling Zach Saber yeah, for the win. Nice. It was like really, really cool. Um, let's talk about also Colt Cabana's run in this tournament. I was going to say, is it, this is his first run in New Japan. It is. It's his first run in New Japan. Like, did you listen to the podcast recently? I haven't recently, no. He's podcasting from the New Japan shows oh, and really? talking about okay. it. And he keeps going like, are these, did these crowds always turn up for these New Japan shows? Like, yes, Colt Cabana, they do. They're massive. Like this yeah. company, huge. No disrespect to DDT, Colt, where you're going and wrestling there. Yeah. I mean, and a fantastic for him because he's been to Japan so many times now make it to the big leagues up there. Yeah. And that's not being deliberately disrespectful to Noah, DDT. No, no, not at all. But to be able to take part in New Japan, yeah. that's a massive thing. If someone goes him. from ROH to WWE or potentially like All Elite in the wrestling yeah. or whatever in the future, um, you, you feel happy for them because they've got that massive pay rise and suddenly all this exposure, all this potential future income as well. It's not yeah. just that they made it to the WWE. There's more than that. It's the same for like these Japanese wrestlers in Japan. You know, If you make it to the New Japan, it becomes a big thing now. And over the years, it was very much up in the air who was the top company and who was competing and who should yeah. you be to. And there's lots of loyalty kind of um, cultural things in Japan. So, but you, you see guys like Ishimori and Shingo like jumping over to New Japan. That's with good purpose and reason, yeah. you know. And um, I would say at least um, Kevin Kelly on the English commentary puts over the fact they're from Dragon Gate and from Noah and stuff. So that must help kind of bring these guys to the forefront, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I said the last person who would jump took the big jump would be Shingo. Yeah. From from, from what I've recently. Through. Yeah. So again, going from Dragon Gate to to here. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that it took him a while to acclimatise. For when we first saw him at the last shows, when we started watching bits uh, earlier in the year, tail end of 2018 as well, to how he is on this show. Yeah. Yeah, he's improved greatly. And I thought Shingo was great before. He's still undefeated in New Japan. Yeah. Which really is interesting. Really planting that seed. But um, just to finish, I was saying, like, Cabana's run has been amazing. He got through to the quarterfinals in this tournament yeah. that no one expected. Um, he beat... Um, who did he beat in the first round? I can't remember. I was Makabe, Makabe in the first round. He then beat Yuro Tano Toroyano. Toriano. Sorry. Yeah. In the second round. And then he lost to 
I want to say Tanner. I can't remember who he lost to. Because so, he went on to Tanner. Then Tanner Tan- Zach after yeah. that. Whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. But he had an amazing run tournament. Like He's been comical but serious, kind of doing big, strong style stuff yeah. as well. And he's perfectly suited for New Japan. He seems to really be showing it. Works really well. I think we'll be seeing a lot of Cockabana in New Japan yeah. over the next few years. Hopefully so. Fingers crossed he's earned it. Especially as he doesn't necessarily want to go to WWE or anywhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that lawsuit definitely prevents him from wanting yeah. to go to WWE. And he doesn't need to, by the sounds of it, with the money he's making through the T-shirts yeah. and everything else. You know, like That's really cool. Um. I would point out the other in the semi-finals, Okada versus Ishii. Oh my god, what a match! Like Sonada and Okada in this final here is really, really good. Yeah. Um, I like um one of the my favorite matches. Spoiling like the end of the pod already. One of my favorite <laughs> matches in a while. Actually, I think it was really outstanding. But um, the Ishii Okada match was almost as good, if not a bit better. Oh, really? Because they told that that they're both chaos members, and so they're meant to like get along, but they <laughs> didn't at all. And there was some really good storytelling in that. I was going to say, um, again, not to spoil the end, but the the pre-main event, the little video package showing those two at the end of their their semi match, and again, it just set the tone. And yeah. that's looping it back around to the beginning. The whole production of this final show. I mean, we've said before New Japan have great production, but today it seemed for this show, they've really stepped it up. I'd agree, man. Yeah, New Japan seemed to have taken a real positive step in the right direction in terms of production recently. Yeah. Like I've always had little complaints here and there, and there's still bits I would change, like the delays in between matches and such. But I guess it feels more like um, a real fighting experience, yeah. like watching the UFC or a boxing match or something, which I think adds to the reality element of New Japan, you know? It's certainly built up like the anticipation for the main event. Yeah, having the sure. gap between the um, the US title. So um, Tanahashi put over Sonada in the semi-finals, and from that moment in Sonada's hometown, by the way, so they were cheering the whole time for Sonada yeah. and not for Tanahashi, which is very weird to see for New Japan. Um, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, maybe this is his time." We've been talking about Sonada for a few years yeah. now, saying that we think he's the next guy that's primed and ready to go. Because again, when I didn't know the results as such. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Sonada was 0-4 against Okada before this match. Yeah. And I thought, as you said, with the build-up that he's been having, the run he had through the tournament, looking at the, the brackets before I started watching this, I thought, bloody hell. Yeah. They're finally going to push him, and you're going to finally have him, Naito, Kota Ibushi, and Okada being the four mainstays with Tanner in the background. Yeah. They're pushing their essentially their new era yeah, movement. It really is. They've taken a, a real like this that typical thing of when Gato pushes someone, he pushes someone super fucking yeah. hard, and you can see that he's laying out the structure for what the future is going to hold for the company. Yeah. Especially with the little exodus they had of people jumping over to America and such. You know? Yeah, it's taken them a few months to rebuild, but I think this mm. is the the uh, coming out part. Go, we're off to New York. We're gonna fucking kill it. Yeah, and I think they might with the yeah. card that's looking up, but we'll get there. So, um, the one of the most incredible things about that semi-final match with Tanahashi and Sonata is that Tanahashi tapped out to Sonata's skull end. You're like, mm. you tapped out the ace of the company yeah. in the semi-finals. Like, that's some strong booking right there. Yeah. Like, really, really strong. You don't need no belt, Sonata. <laughs> So uh, the opening package uh, got an opening shot of Mount Fuji. He's like, oh, come on, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> really? The one landmark? You know? I don't know. I know. Mr. Fuji? <laughs> Buckingham Palace yeah. for, for SummerSlam 92, you know? Well, that's what they would do, do every time they come and do Raw over here, isn't it? And Absolutely. here's Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the video package puts over uh, the, New Japan tournament, uh, the New Japan tournament matches so far. 
um the story between that banging production and this edit is really yeah. really nicely done um it puts over the return of uh switchblade and how the winner of this new japan cup will get a title shot versus jay white at the g1 show at madison square garden again 32 competitors get these brilliant bits that pop up these words which are intelligence physical lucky <laughs> okay cool Bloody love a bit of luck in a tournament because it's true <laughs> yeah absolutely man um and it finishes by going new japan cup 2019 finally like yeah here we go so we watched the i watched the english commentary did you i watched the english commentary okay yeah. good stuff so kevin kelly welcomes us to the show as two young lions yu yurimura and yota tsuji make their way to the ring almost got those names right Fuck. <laughs> kevin kelly introduces us to excalibur and rocky mero who are also joining him on commentary tonight um i thought they were fucking amazing but i miss chris charlton great trio to have and it's good to see that now because has Excalibur done much on New Japan recently quite a lot yeah he did a bunch of the tournament did a bunch of the stuff beforehand as well he seems to be coming quite regular yeah because obviously with his involvement in AEW as well mm. it's Excalibur now seems to be hello I'm back yeah. and I'm going to do a non-wrestling role he's not just the PWG guy anymore yeah. like he's doing much more like I first saw him kind of getting out into other companies last year Wrestlemania yeah he did like the WrestleCon Super Show he did a okay. few others and maybe it was the year before but whatever so he's starting to get into more of that role for other people as well while still having PWG on the back burner as well which was is it, just awesome was it Scalibur on the Jericho Cruise as well um, um hmm. I don't remember I remember um no I don't remember no. at all I remember it was Jay Lethal and Colt Cabana doing the ROH stuff that we watched. Yeah. He could have been on it. It seems likely he would have been, but... Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Do you reckon he wore the mask the whole time like in the Caribbean, like sweating his fucking ass yes. off? <laughs> Living the gimmick. Come back completely tanned with a white as fuck face. You know? That's why Delirious refused to go. <laughs> I guess he could wander around the boat like without the mask. No one know who he yeah, is. exactly. It's quite a nice touch, anyway. So we open on a tag team match, as I said, of uh, the Young Lions of uh, Yuji... Uh, of uh, Yota Tsuji... Oh who's the kind of chubby, big heavyweight lad, and Yu Yu Yuimura, who's a Bruce Lee-looking lad, as I put <laughs> it, versus the uh, old-school home team, the veterans of uh, Manabu Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata, one of your favourites. Before we get on to uh, Yuji, um, <laughs> Nakanishi, I know yeah. they put it over on commentary that he's been doing 12 shows in 17 days. He looked knackered. <laughs> he always looks knackered. But more so <laughs> than I've, I... It was like watching, like... Um, when we're watching sort of old world of sports stuff when they sort of run into the ropes case of <sighs> yeah. okay i think that he likes this sushi a lot <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> but uh he's a former iwgb heavyweight champion did you know he's certainly a heavyweight and that's why they keep him about because you've got to respect the champions and well such, yeah you know and that's why these guys you know um so commentators are putting over hard the the tournament finals and jay uh, the, yeah. the shot against jay white um they also talk for ages about eating in Japan and going yeah. getting beef bowls and such. I'm like, aren't you meant to be putting over the wrestling here? Like, why are you talking about food stuff? So, Rocky, isn't it great to be back eating this all the time? Yeah, it's really good being back here, being able to eat it. I mean, sometimes I don't. <laughs> it's a really strange way to open the show, but it's nice the kind of informality they have yeah. sometimes, you know? They obviously haven't got a Vincent man screaming in their ears about professionalism, which for me is kind of endearing again, like this, this personal yeah. kind of approach they bring to it. Or alternatively, someone said... Huh, let's rib them and take the notes about these young lions. They've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think Kevin Kelly is one of the best lead commentators in the world right now, if not the best. Yeah, I think he's done really well because considering he was sort of tarnished with a bit of a, a, a bad brush of ability from WWE to go and be yeah. where he is now. And as you said, outstanding. He would be to, let's say, Michael Cole 
as JR was to Tony Schiavone in WCW. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. He is the top, outside of the big American company, he is the top commentator. I, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, there's no one outside of the WWE that I would be like, oh, absolutely this person. Ian Riccoboni, maybe? Yeah. Mara H is quite close. He's really talented, but I find him a little cheesy compared to Kevin Kelly, you know? I think he, like Riccoboni, when he was with Cabana, I think he sort of plays up to being with Cabana, so a bit more jokey. Yeah. But when I look at Kevin Kelly, and I know he seems very committed to New Japan and what he's doing sort of with with, um, with his other promotions, I think it's such a shame that AEW are going to sign or have already signed JR. And they oh, have they got, got JR? Well, JR's been announcing as of the time of recording of this that he's in talks of AEW. He might be a backstage role. He might be like a play-by-play right. guy. I think uh, employing JR seems like a great idea because of his history and everything. Hiring JR to be backstage is important. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Him and Arn Maybe. backstage. Because yeah. if you've got sort of uh, CD doing talent relations and you've got JR with him doing it, yeah. great. You've got the experience head to teach someone on the job. Okay, I can see that, yeah. But I think from a commentary standpoint, get Kevin Kelly in. I mean, we saw his commentary with uh, um, Josh Barnett at the shows and JR was didn't know a lot of what was happening really yeah jr when he's into the product yeah is all in and still very good but kevin kelly will always do his research and whatever product he's in even when he was doing the um the um, rev pro stuff yeah over here his commentary of that with uh andy boy simmons he just sounded like he was really happy to be there always the he knew everything about the wrestlers whereas yeah. jr's were like <laughs> payday and having uh, Excalibur and Rocky Romero as like people to joke off and stuff because I've got genuinely funny sense of yeah. humor and inside jokes and stuff. I think it's just it's a really good concept that works for me. Um, I'd happily replace either one of them with Chris Charlton, who's the British guy who does all the facts and such. And I think for the big important shows like this one, you should really have Chris Charlton there ready to do the translations yeah. at the very least. But they had a, a Japanese guy doing it that I thought was a bit crap, to be totally honest, doing the translations. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know, but whatever. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan. It's fine, it's fine. So uh, Yuji Nagata does his awesome, brings his face up above his face to reveal his face. <laughs> and you're like, Classic. oh, I love it, it's so good. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Kelly puts over, this is the 12th show in three weeks. Uh, basically, this is Young Lions versus the Veterans, obviously. Yeah. Um, I love this system of the Young Lions in general. The fact that they all come out wearing the same gear, none of them wear knee pads. They've all got the same moveset, the same gimmicks, the same entrance music. They're all plucky young underdogs that sprint to the ring and rah, as soon as they get in the yeah. ring. And I love that they get to work, the veterans of the company who are on their way down, who still get employment regularly from the company as the young lions are coming up. So they're learning from each other yeah. and like they're developing their styles and getting the shit beaten out of them by the veterans, which is always fun. Like it's a brilliant way to keep the veterans and your old guys employed, uh, keep them on the roster, keep them healthy, keep their families healthy, everything else, you know what yeah. I mean, while you train these new guys and give them matches and bring them up. And you also keep that respect on the veterans' name by always having them win no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I like the fact as well with the Young Lions as well that, as you said, they were so into it and so up for it. Getting the face of the veterans right at the beginning of this match, I thought, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's, not a, sure. it's not like a disrespectful thing. It's a case of, I can beat you. I would love to see WWE, AEW, whoever, start to employ a more young lion system. Yeah. Where we can keep veterans from the product around and, like, you know, not just dump them to die somewhere in a ditch afterwards with no fucking health insurance or whatever. You know? (laughs) It's true, man. I know John Oliver's gone on about it this week, but that's a real thing. Like, and New Japan look after their guys. They really do. They're loyal, you know? I really, really appreciate that. Anyway, so um, Nakanishi hits uh, Tsuji up in the torture rack. Makabe hooks in the Makabe lock number two, the crossface, the double homicide suicide, on Uemura, who taps out. And obviously, Manabu, Nakanishi, and Yuji Nagata win. Um, yeah, 
Really solid opener. Yep, absolutely. Uh, everything you'd expect from a veterans kind of home team uh, versus Young Lions match. Um, both these Young Lions have a lot of potential. I think... Um, Naga- What's the guy's name? Oh, sorry, I always get this wrong. Um, Yota Tsuji, the kind of chubbier heavyweight lad, yeah. has more potential than the Bruce Lee lad at the moment. Yeah, um, um, Yota Tsuji had better facial expressions. Yeah. And his, be- his selling was a bit better. He's been around a bit longer as yeah. well, so he's definitely got a bit more experience. I think you can see that at this point. In the last couple of matches, I saw Yurimura in. They, they looked like they were beating the shit out of him to teach him a lesson almost at <laughs> time. So, you know, you've got to earn your stripes, kid, especially in New Japan. Um, should we move on? Yeah, yeah. I think we've got the good opener. Out. Six yeah, minutes, for sure. 40 seconds. Really good time. Perfect. And also, it's all they could really go without being guessed. And, and in the tradition of New Japan, like we start low and the card builds and builds yeah. and builds builds. We don't start with a hot opener and then dip down the middle of the show and then come back up for the end like, you know, a traditional um, like Western audience. Yeah. So yeah, great way to start. All right, next up, we've got a six-man tag team match of Colt Cabana, Michael Elgin, and Toa Hanare, home team lads, against the Tenkoji of Hiyoroshi Tenzan and Sadushi Kojima, and also Shota Umino, young lion Shota Umino. Umino! Let's talk about Shota a little bit. What do you think of this lad? Because you know he's Red Shoe's son, right? Yeah. He's referee. Definitely a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Good that he's now got the lineage of having red shoes as you know as a, as name value. So he's already got something to work into. Yeah. I worry if in the future they turn him into be a bit of a bit more of a joke. Really? Okay. Because I see him as the next Tanahashi. Oh well, that's it. I worry he'd go the other way. Okay, yeah. They better fucking not because he's got the hype behind him right now. Yeah, and he's got the fan support because of yeah. who, who his, his father is. Uh, partly, and also because of his showings recently. He had the opening round match against Tanahashi and I haven't seen it, but it's definitely something I'm going to go back and mm. watch because everyone keeps talking about it and saying, this is his coming out party. This was him showing that he can have that solid singles match that he doesn't really get, you don't really get the opportunity as a young lion. No, but again... Just to throw back to how he's saying the young line system needs to work. Yeah. This guy was in WWE. Push him, push him, push him. Put him on the main roster. No. Mm. This is why... Don't he's Asian. He would never get on the main roster. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> and if he died, he would get chopped out the week before WrestleMania. <laughs> Fucking pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. But it's... Yeah, the system works. So the fact is that he's We'll be not... doing the pre-show for the next, like, five pay-per-views. Like, <laughs> good thing none of those Asian guys or girls won the Royal Rumble last year. Yeah, let's just anyway. skip over that. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they will build him for five to seven years before he's actually has any real relevance to yeah. it. So he'll have a, he'll have an upbringing. He'll probably have sort of a, a decent tournament showing over the next few years as well. Mm. There's and- talk about him not going on excursion and staying in New Japan. Because the thing with the... I, I think you know this, but maybe the viewers or listeners don't. That once you've kind of done your training and they think you're almost about ready, they send you off to like um, England or Mexico or America. Hey, Dominator. Yeah, I love Great Okan. Yeah, me too. People are dicks about him. I think he's fucking awesome. Love that guy. Uh, He's currently on the British scene doing his excursion. Um, So I would love to see Shota come out. I think he'd be better off going to America, personally. Because mm. I think he'll learn more being on that scene. Yeah. But if he ends up on that British scene, oh Where my we'll lord, going? we will go to every show we can. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to see him. But there's talk about him being good enough and have the lineage and the storyline and stuff not to go on excursion, which is very rare yeah. in New Japan. It's only the likes of Tanner and stuff that haven't gone on excursion. Okada kind of did. Do you want to talk about Okada now or later? Let's save the Okada, Sonada, right. TNA bashing till the main event. <laughs> okay. So Cabana does an awesome little dance to Tenzan's music as he's coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> and the fans were digging it. 
Yeah, well. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like <laughs> he's he seems to be over. He's learned enough Japanese that he can scream things during the matches yeah. and stuff and get over. <laughs> like it was a good idea to go work for a DDT and stuff before doing New Japan. I think but the number of times I shout like Ichiba. Yeah. It's like, all right, Cole. He's only got a few phrases. Let's <laughs> be honest. Again, uh, Shota Umino's hype coming into this. Like he runs to the ring and gets in the face of people, and you can hear Tohanara being like Shota san, <laughs> like screaming at him, like it's your chance, boy. You know, like really kind of friendly banter you between these two this. guys on opposite teams <laughs> yeah really fun crowd do tenzan's hiss thing i did that really loud in the microphone anyway to cabana's uh and then cabana starts shushing them and such <laughs> yeah, no, so shh, stop it are you saying shush am i saying shush what's going on like really funny moment i've never seen anyone do it's beautifully done for tenzan's thing that he's done for generations you know and adding that because obviously the main comedy aspect of new japan would be like toriano oh for sure yeah and then having cabana sort of go i'm going to give you the western version of this as well got to put really Taguchi nice. in there as that oh, conversation yeah, yeah. as well but yes very much so um i just lost all my notes careless um hang on all right there we go so um tenzan's mullet <laughs> <laughs> The proper buzz cut on the top with the party down the back. And then the side side, like, yellowy blonde. Like, oh, it's very it's, nice. It's iconic at this point. If I could grow hair, that's what I'd want. <laughs> You'd have the Tenzan mullet. Yes, definitely. If you don't know who we're talking about, just Google Tenzan, T-E-N-Z-A-N, and just look at this um, beautiful human being. Don't even bother watching any of the wrestling. Just look at the mane. His face, his whole head is a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cube, you know, like oh, beautiful. You, you you could punch him in the face all day, and it would never react at all. It'd be like, oh, what's, what's happening? <laughs> you know, like unless you best. punch with great velocity, that the wind from the punch may just like basically slightly sway the mullet a little bit. <laughs> That's the power of the mullet. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so Kabana takes um, the Kojima machine gun chops in the corner. Uh, and then uh, Kojima does the whole something something Bakayaro <laughs> goes to do his big kind of like close down thing but misses um, Toa Hanare receives the machine gun chops and because he doesn't know what he's saying either <laughs> I, <don't think. laughs> yeah, I was like that's really funny um, Elgin practically murders Umino a few times <laughs> Um, Umino can give as good as he gets though he gets back yeah. up and starts getting in Elgin's face and chopping and like cutting um, throwing elbows and such like really cool um, Umino kicks out of a pin attempt from a standing lariat by Elgin I'm like holy shit I'm not sure you should have kicked out of that because <laughs> big buckle bomb spinny power bomb by Elgin which he calls the Elgin, Elgin bomb for the yeah. one two three your winners Colt Cabana Michael Elgin and Tohanare. Um solid match yeah good Nothing. six man some good funny comedy stuff yeah. in here. Nothing to kind of exhaust you before we get into the good stuff. Yeah, you know? little, little samplers of the future. And again, especially, we've mentioned it at the beginning of the pod, especially the future with Cabana. Yeah. I think he's got a good run in him in the New Japan. And obviously there's a lot of multi-person matches on this, but it's um, that happens a lot in New Japan. Yeah. And it's, I think one of the things I like about it, there's lots I don't like about it because I like one-on-one storytelling, obviously. Um, but the thing I like about it is that when it gets to the singles matches for the main events and such, you're like, oh, wow, something different. Yeah. Like, you know, they, these feel special, you know? We mentioned on previous pods, though, it's, it's how Gato books a show. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes perfect sense and it gives importance to those big singles matches. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I read this week is Elgin's contract has not been renewed from New Japan. Oh, interesting. Which I find very interesting because I thought he was perfectly suited for New Japan when he first went over there. Yeah. But then there's been lots of controversy. He's not been a white-than-white character. 
outside, outside of, the, of ring. the ring. Yeah. Did you read all the tweets and stuff that got sent out? And yeah. I didn't read anything horrifically bad in there. No, but it's it's the sort of thing that I think, especially a Japanese culture, if proved to be accurate, mm. would not be welcome. There. Yeah, true. So I think they've honoured his existing dates. They've honoured his contract. Yeah. And then they'll probably, I would assume, wait a little bit, see what pans out. I think they've just literally waited out his contract, as you say, and they're going to see what happens because yeah. he's he may as well be one of the classic like Japanese heavyweight style wrestlers. Yeah. You know, he's fucking built a shit, but he's not seven foot tall. He's like you know pretty squat for a like, stocky a big guy, guy. You know, yeah. And his move set and everything is exactly the same. He does seem like a stiff cunt. Yeah, like, I he mean, beats the fuck out of Shota at times in this match. Yeah, and that's the sort of thing where I know it sounds silly, but if you've come up through the New Japan, you've come up through the dojo, you've come up as Young Lion, and now mm. you're in the position to beat the shit out of the Young Lions, yeah. that's fine. When you've got Michael Elgin beating the shit out of some of the youngsters, it's a case of you're not teaching respect, you're beating him up because you're a bit of a dick. That's how it came across to me. Yeah. And maybe it's because we... Are... I think I, I, the problem with me with Michael Elgin mm. is that I think... Unfortunately, I judge him as a person rather than his in-ring, yeah. and that's a problem because, again, as you said, his his style, his in-ring style, his look is perfect for the Japanese sort of wrestling promotions. But the problem is, in my mind, I still can't switch off through annoyingly what I've read, and even it's the same thing as Rich Swan. Yeah. Rich Swan was found guilty of nothing, but the fact of the matter is that there were suggestions that Rich Swan historically had been not so great to female counterparts. Yeah. It, it sort of sullies the opinion and it's the same thing that's happened for me for Michael Elgin unfortunately <laughs> the only thing that's running in my head now is he me tooed the fuck out of Shota in this match <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Elgin, Hanari and Tenzan all uh, help to console Shota Umino after the match I think they all realise that oh, let's not shit on this dude because we think yeah. he's going to be a star in the future let's get on his good side yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but all the home team lads raise their hands as Shota sells on the outside Shota does a great job of selling Brilliant this like sell he's job. falling yeah. over as he's walking to the back I'm hoping it's a sell yeah. job and symbolism <laughs> gets behind the curtain he's like <laughs> <laughs> exactly la, la, la. rather than you know he got knocked the fuck out by Michael Elgin a few yeah. times in the match so he's genuinely fucked up off but. to New Japan catering <laughs> Well, yeah, it must be. Oh, I bet that came. Oh, it's done by the young boys. It's probably shit. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we got a six-man tag team match: a great bash heel of Toga Makabe and Tomoaki Tomo, Tomo, oh, Tomo Honma. There you go. I can say these names. Nailed it. And Yano Toru, uh, who Yay. are kind of a chaos home team kind of combination. Like they're starting to kind of blend yeah. that into one thing now. Versus the Suzuki Gun trio of Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance, Chand- Lance Archer, the Killer Elite Squad. I don't care. And uh, <laughs> the King Minoru Suzuki. I mean, Killer Elite Squad and Suzuki. I, I mean, don't care. Sorry. I'll stop doing that. Go on. Get the eagle. Get the eagle. <laughs> I'm going to stop this. I go straight into the Kestrel stuff. <laughs> um, but Suzuki Gun, I mean, yeah, these boys are you know gentle, soft workers, aren't they? <coughs> I've got notes down here that I'm sure I'll skip over later because I'll talk about it now, but uh, genuinely my favourite heel stable ever, I think. Close to like the early DX stuff where they were just absolute pricks to everyone. I love the fact that they're just consistent with attacking everyone before the bell. Yeah. Every member of every faction, they just do it. And I'm like, yes, because people are like, oh, here you go again. <laughs> <laughs> very, very rarely they won't do it in like a tag title match or something. Yeah. They'll do the respect thing. But I love that gimmick of just like, Beautiful. we're bad guys. As soon as we're in the ring with our enemies, <laughs> fuck it, let's attack them, you know? Now, um, Lance Archer. Yeah. He had a good run in... Goodish run in TNA with Kid Cash. It was prominent. Let's put it that way. He was god awful 
when he went to ECW and WWE. As I only remember WWE ECW. Yes. Here is a man who has definitely made a good turnaround of his career and very much like Juice Robinson, middle finger to you go, I am actually all right. Yeah, for sure, man. Meeting Davey Boy and forming the Killer Elite Squad and just beating the shit out of people for years. Yeah. Is, they needed that 100%. They need an excuse to go, fuck it. Should we just LOD it and just beat the shit yeah, out of yeah. everyone we meet? But that's you know? exactly what Killer Elite Squad are. They yeah. are a modern day LOD. Yeah, absolutely. And they fit into this stable so perfectly. Yeah. Like, I would love to see any other king in professional wrestling tell Minoru Suzuki to drop that name. <laughs> you know? yeah, Can you yeah. imagine? <laughs> like, him against Jerry Lawler on the same card, be like, Can you not call yourself king? And like, um, excuse me? <laughs> like, uh, I've an never, elbow. Fuck I've you. never allegedly raped a woman. <laughs> True, absolutely. Hi, Fuck Tucker. <laughs> um,. <laughs> So again, Minoru Suzuki's entrance music. Like it's so fucking over with everyone there. Um I love oh I, I kind of was a bit gutted that KS dropped the whole chucking water at people gimmick on the way to the ring. Do you remember this? Like they would drink water, yeah. spit on the audience, and the Japanese fans would go crazy for it. And like they've obviously been told Please yeah. don't spit water at people anymore. I, I also wonder, again, I know to not be overly world politicky, but I also wonder if there's been so many instances around the world of people throwing different like, oh, acids and yeah, things at maybe. people. I wonder if they're sort of going, maybe dial that in a bit. I can see that, yeah. like I th- they could still throw water on people, and they, yeah. they do it a bit when he like he gets on the rope, does his introduction, Lance Archer kind of chucks water at people yeah. like, immediately in front of him. But um, I don't know. I, I like that gimmick. That's a shame they dropped it a little bit. But anyway. Well, heal is shit, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So, I, I guess, yeah. If it was starting to get positive reaction, that's not yeah. what they want, is it? Kill it oh, off. That's a fair point, yeah. So Kevin Kelly on Minoru Suzuki says, uh, the menacing look of perhaps the scariest human being ever. I'm Sums like, it up perfectly, doesn't it? What a commentator this man is. Yeah. He does such a good job with it, you know. Oh, I shaved my tash earlier and it's itching my nose like crazy. Sorry, it's me insane. Minoru Suzuki wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> no, he'd be much more professional. <laughs> anyway, can you ever imagine Suzuki outside of New Japan? I don't want to. I don't think we need to. Um, I definitely think I could. I can imagine him against like, John Cena, for example. Can you imagine? <laughs> Cena trying to do his big shots. Minoru's like, just give me a head a second. Rubble! <laughs> Dead. Go away. <laughs> I'd like to watch him and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> so um <laughs> my immediate reaction as soon as the, uh, the good guys come out is what the fuck is on honma's head <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a street lamp or something it's beautiful you know? i think it's one of the kakeshi doll head things or something but i think it's just like something out of perry satin's wardrobe <laughs> it's just like yeah. his daily wears yeah. you know oh it's so strange um I, i'm genuinely like worry about honma since he came back from that neck injury he doesn't look like it's safe to him to be in the ring do you think he's rushed back before he should? I mean, do you think he, he should have even come back? He took a long break. I don't think he ever should have come back. I think it's more of a, um, a pride and necessity mm. thing. I think maybe it's time to transition him into the home team veteran group. Okay. And have him wrestle the Young Lions for a few years. You know what I mean? Because you see him taking stuff from Killer Elite Squad in this. And you're like, but you can guarantee to die? Like, back, like, backstage he'd be like, don't you dare fucking shortchange me. You go with everyone everything. Knows. Everyone knows yeah. backstage. Like, if you're wrestling Honma, you're fucking careful because he's very respected. Like, you know. Yeah. But he's also not the sort of person to go, go up to Archer and Smith and go, I'm a bit on my neck. Do you mind yeah. just going a little bit? He's probably going, my neck really hurts. 
beat the shit out of me, please. Sure he is, like this honourable respect yeah. thing in Japan. But like, it's nice to see that even when the finish of this match, like they're just a bit like, let's just do a bit gently than yeah. we usually would. You know? Nice finish. <laughs> <laughs> so let's run through it. So um, sweet fucking ring road on robe on Homa. Oh my god, he's got the full kind of Tanahashi yeah. thing going on. It looks amazing. Um, Yano Makabe, uh, the six-man tag team champs, uh, with Taguchi, not Honma, uh, who's in a different match yeah. later. Um, Suzuki Gun obviously jumped the faces. Davy Boy Smith does the Hogan poses, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. does the leg drop, and, he, and then he kicks out. And I'm like, my childhood. Where did it go? <laughs> like, it went out on two. Pretty funny, man. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I'm, again, Lance Archer, like he does this amazing thing where he's doing multiple clotheslines, and the whole time he's doing this evil, ma- maniacal laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> every time he does it, back in WWE, just, Vince would be like, "Why are you doing that? Just smile like Bella." Exactly. Yeah, it's like, no, no, you have to be like, like we want you to be, like, not unique. Don't be strange. Yeah. Don't be weird. You know, don't be a fucking mental oh, ass kicker. It's so strange. It's brilliant. Um. So, um, yeah, I keep thinking uh, with Honmo, it's like it, he's one botch away from paralysis, potentially. Yeah. It's just scary to see. It makes me also wonder about um, when, uh, oh, wow, Time Bomb. What's his name? Or well, when you said Time Bomb, I think, oh, Branson, great song. Uh, no, uh, the guy broke his neck. Oh, shit. No, I don't remember. Junior guy. Fuck. Part of LIJ. Johnny Neckbreak. We'll get there. But, like, uh, I would love to see him come back. I, will, I remember his name in a second. It almost came to me then. And I was like, oh, fuck. Him versus Honma in a neck brace on a pole match. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that book it. Book book it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it makes me worried about his return as well. Because apparently he's got the same injury as Honma. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently they're very, very similar injuries. And, like, the difference between Honma pre-breaking neck and post-breaking neck, it's different, man. Well, it, it really as you is. said, even, like, with Honma, when walking to the ring yeah. moving around to the ring everything just looks very laboured and very Nothing. stiff it's like he's still wearing a neck brace yeah I fused your neck you shouldn't wrestle ah but I have my contract so I need to work my way through yeah it's like it's a bit scary he's basically like an old wrestling toy mm. how they you could maybe yeah, move yeah arms up and down but the, <laughs> the main torso and the neck would just stay rigid there's a Gary Wolf joke here but I'm just going to pass over it. so uh, Honma, Honma misses hi Shane Douglas <laughs> <laughs> so Honma misses a Brett's rope coquetchi off the top which essentially is a diving headbutt and you're like my boy you just had a crazy long extended break because you broke your fucking neck don't headbutt people off the top rope gotta like, test it works oh it's crazy I mean headbutts haven't done anything badly for anyone in professional wrestling <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki being Minoru Suzuki grabs him by the throat to lift him up off the ground you're like you fucking prick like, stretching it out he's, he's being a good he's a, being a good Japanese mate he's the best heel in the world <laughs> uh, then a slightly tame killer bomb thank fuck by a killer elite squad to Honma beautiful for one, finish for the one two three the power bomb kind of existed thing like it's absolutely brutal isn't it um, so you Winners of Suzuki Gun with David Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, and the King Minoru Suzuki. Um, I've got to highlight the constant Suzuki Makabe heat. It's like every time these two are in the ring, like they just detest each other. They yeah. just stand there throwing forearms. Even as the match finishes, they accidentally kind of come across each other at ringside. They're like, fuck you, fuck you, and just keep going. It's like, it's so good. Works so well. <laughs> like the, the, the established characters and story that we know that they can be in a ring and wrestle each other. But even after the match or pre-match, whatever, they're still like, ah, you fucking prick, I hate you, you know? What? Even though they're not in a feud at all at the moment. What is Suzuki Gun doing as a faction at the moment? What is their main sort of bread and butter feud at 
this um, moment in time. It's interesting in that they seem to have like kind of a few separate little factions kind of going on, you know? You've got Zack with Taka and Tai Chi, and we'll, yeah. we'll highlight later. Then you've got kind of like the KES and Minoru Suzuki that seem to be doing their thing. Minoru obviously gets into feuds with people like Tanahashi and Okada and Goto yeah. and whoever they need to put over, really. They're going to use like um, Suzuki in there to do it. Then you've also got kind of the other end of the thing. You've got the junior guys doing their thing. <laughs> I say junior guys in big inverted commas because <laughs> Shingo is not a fucking junior, yeah. as we've talked about before. But they've just lost the tag straps, the oh, junior okay. tag straps. And so they had a really good run with it. And they're still doing their thing, as we will come okay. across later. So they're, they're kind of in the ether a little bit at the moment. I think as it comes into uh, Wrestle Kingdom and out of the G1, I think you'll yeah. have more established stories, especially if guys like Lance Archer and Davey Boy uh, or Harry, whatever, uh, jumped into that G1. And you have like, you know, Minoru against Zack, for example, could be really interesting. Yeah, because I noticed that, because obviously where they're trying to reestablish Bullet Club, with Jay White leaning it and Gato going there, a lot of attention has gone to pushing people towards that, and you've still got a lot of people yeah. still longing for that Lij implosion as well. Yeah. So it looks to me from the outside that Chaos and Suzuki Gun taking a bit of a back seat to what they were twelve months ago. Uh, yeah, it, it's all you never really know with New Japan. You know, it's mm. like they could be dripping them down to build them back up. You know. Yeah. Um, there was quite a good kind of LIJ Suzuki good feud for a while, but it never kind of really had that big yeah. payoff match, you know. So maybe that is in yeah. the in the in the future, you know. Um, there's another again. Suzuki does brilliant hockey fighting with the, like a young lion <laughs> at ringside, really funny. And then <laughs> this is hilarious moment. Well, Lance Archer grabs the microphone off the commentators, and will someone book Archer versus Romero in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is he talking about? You on that blue cage, dude? Yes. Oh, it's so funny that he's coming over and like threatening Rocky with like a cage match. You're like, dude, you've lost it. Like, this is brilliant yeah. acting. Like, this so is great ridiculous. Russo booking. It really him to me in a cage the Davy boy says something as well too because he's bizarre <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh harry Davy boy i guess we should call him Davy boy because that's what yeah. he's going by now but yeah anyway british bulldog jr yeah chases off the ref like all the way to the back as well <laughs> like this is fucking great stuff yeah just uh i've written down suzuki gurner an evil dojo full of insanely talented and brutal psychopaths <laughs> I think that's quite nice to open it. That should be the Wikipedia like Thank you, description of them. I, I spent a while thinking about that because they're trying to sum up like why they're so good. Yeah, and that's it. They feel like they're all from the same dojo. They all work the same sort of style. They're all evil. They all jump people. They'll take any shortcut they possibly can. You know, but don't have great merch. No, which is a real shame. Yeah, because you'd think something as cool as that would have cool merch. But then, why would you, as a heel, would you want cool merch? You Indi don't really want people to buy your merch. Individually, a lot of them have got cool merch. Like Zach's got <laughs> some cool merch. Bushi's merch is actually pretty cool, even though I'm not a massive fan of Bushi. Um, yeah, and I need some more Monora Suzuki merch in my life for sure. Yeah. Right. So next up, we've got an eight-man tag team match of Kota Ibushi, Ren Narita, who's a young lion. Uh, Rizuke Taguchi, who's like the comedy relief, and Tom Tomohiro Ishii, who is not the comedy relief. <laughs> Versus... He loves the odd joke. <laughs> Versus Los Ingobernables de Japon of Bushi Evil Shingo Takagi, who's the intercontinental and the intercontinental champ Tetsuya Naito. The Japon. <laughs> The J-Pon? The J-Pon. What's that? Los Ignorables, the J-Pon. I, I don't know what you're talking about. They're just taking piss out of people who can't pronounce it properly. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Who, to pronounce what? L-I-J's oh, J-Pon. Okay, I see what you're saying. Sorry, Sorry I got me there. I got there eventually. I'm feeling a bit slow. I need more caffeine. That's what it is. Yeah, apolo <laughs> apologies. 
That's why I don't worry. Uh, so the commentators put over Ibushi re-signing with New Japan and that he stayed loyal to the company, which I'm ecstatic about. Like, I would have loved to have seen the Golden Lovers and AEW and such, but we needed Ibushi to stick around to keep this company going. Yeah, exactly. This is what we established beforehand. They've got their big four players. They, they're positioning them through this. So, J-Cup. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, New I, Japan Cup. Yeah. I thought... Um, it's fine. I thought... Um, Ibushi would have had a run at the title or or maybe this tournament or whatever it may be. Um, and it's not quite happened as of yet. And it's interesting to see where they'll be going with him because it seems like they're doing the feud with Naito from this yeah. match. Which, I mean, not seems like they fucking are doing a feud with Naito. They're very... The storytelling in this match is great. Um, but, like, I feel that maybe they're missing an opportunity. I wonder if they're going to Okada him, though. Like, low of the lows and build back up mm, maybe let's go through this match so um taguchi and his rugby world cup gimmick is just hilarious uh, i remember the name of the guy he was in the tag tournament with though i didn't remember on the last part we did about new japan it's ach oh, okay yeah uh, their gimmick with the whole rugby hats and everything coming to the ring with the rugby jerseys and passing the ball and doing like the slow motion running things like it's hilarious like really really funny they need to take on mr touchdown in chikara now Absolutely. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Seeing him and um, the baseball guy, who name I can't remember suddenly, um, we're running um, the title between them at the moment in Chicago, the Grand Championship. Yeah, really Amazing. interesting storylines. That would, that would fit in really nicely. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Come on, Wales. We're going to win the World Rugby World Cup, I promise. I Come on, Tottenham. Don't ruin everything. <laughs> Wrong sport. In fairness, no. <laughs> I was just going to say now, by the time this pod goes out, Tottenham would have plummeted out of Europe and Hopefully. probably, and Daniel Levy will probably be in prison for some kind of fraud because <laughs> that's the implosion of the season. Oh, dude. So um, have you seen any of Taguchi's YouTube stuff? No. Okay, he has, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, maybe on the pod, but he has uh, these hilarious YouTube videos that New Japan put out that I think are on New Japan World now as well where they ask him questions about his matches and the, the company as a whole and such. And my favorite bit of all of them was when he was asked about how he would defeat Shingo. And he was like, you know, when Shingo goes for his finish, he starts to pump up the crowd and do his pumping thing. What I would do is on the floor is I would cap along with him until he gets carried away. <laughs> and then I would try and sneak a victory that way. And you're like, the logic of the man. He's a fucking genius. Oh, Taguchi is genuinely, when you see translations of what he's saying, is hilarious not just physically but like the things he says and how smart he is god i we need more translations of taguchi stuff just in the ether in general so um the commentators continue to use any connection of any match at any point to to any of the guys in the matches to put over the tournament final and like put over how important it is and rightly so it's just, brilliant oh it's so satisfying when guys are putting over what they're meant to be putting over yeah this is a build to the main event yeah for rather sure. than here's our main event on the first match yeah thanks for switching over to watch the football for sure which i would do regularly with other companies anyway so um hang on aren't you a super fan of that product <laughs> <laughs> and like jay's gear is just amazing oh, it's, the best. it's the best we talk about it every time we talk about new japan but like the whole dragon outfit for shingo oh. bushi's giant headdress with his silver sparkly suit just like, oh it's so good and again the good thing about it is it's so out there no one would ever be able to replicate because people just go lij ripoff yeah absolutely as soon as you did anything like it you'd be like oh you try to be lij excellent good however stuff. keep your eye out on scpw on the 23rd of june if this is out before then <laughs> hopefully it will be Ta tax williams might be uh this will probably be out in may right yeah okay cool tax williams is trying to lobby for a return to the ring and if i get it my god the entrance attire <coughs> i did check i'm free that day 
Hashtag, I'm not working, so I'll be there. Book tax Williams. <laughs> hashtag tax title shot. Oh yeah, good luck with that. One. <laughs> yeah. As your friend, I'm like, you've got a bad back. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get medical cover. <laughs> so anyway, Naito is all dressed up, which is very unusual for Naito in one of these kind of caliber matches. Yeah. He's got the cloak, the white suit. He's carrying the strap along with him, which is weird for Naito. That's because he looked at the three other guys going, if I don't dress up, I'm going to look like a proper knob. <laughs> well, there's more purpose to it than that. Uh, Kevin Kelly immediately puts it over on commentary and comments about how he's showing Ibushi what it might be like to challenge him for the yeah. IC Championship. And let's talk. So we've got this thing where... Ibushi, when he was challenged, when he was around like pre Wrestle Kingdom, he didn't really have a slot because it looked like he was going to go to that main event. But then Kenny Omega and Tanahashi ended up doing it. We understand why yeah. now because obviously Kenny's fucked off to AEW. Um, but the, the, so the story became with Ibushi that will he challenge Goto for the belt, for the open belt? Yeah. And he would, Goto would come in and be like, "You're going to challenge me?" And Ibushi would be like, "No, no." It's- it's okay, like, and just kind of walk away. Like, never explained himself. He's like, no, I don't want to challenge you. You know, like, I don't think it's about the belt. Yeah. I think it's about his respect for Goto and how he's like this kind of timid um, person, like um, yeah. Ibushi himself. But then to have that, eventually went as Biospray and blah, 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 blah. And it was a fucking amazing, terrifying match. But um, the fact that they brought this back with the Naito thing, when Naito's going, are we going to fight for the belt? And Ibushi's like, well, let's see what happens. And taking a back yeah. seat over like the whole tournament, essentially. Every time they come across each other, he's like, well, I don't like you, but I don't necessarily want to fight you at this point. And you're like, oh, it's a very interesting story. So it's Naito teasing Ibushi going, are you going to fight for the belt? Come on, let's fight for the belt. And, and Ibushi going, no, like the challenger going, it's such a unique way of telling a story. It's odd way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, but it works so yeah. well. So that's why you have Naito coming out in the full gear going like, you sure you don't want to do it? Like, <laughs> we could do it. Why are you titillating <laughs> the camera? Come on. Because <laughs> that's what it's like, you know? It's just so clever. Um, again, like, this whole match is around Ibushi and Naito, essentially. That's all we're building to. Um, good supporting cast though oh yeah <laughs> fucking hey yeah. yeah decent decent wrestlers on this show and this match sorry uh, so some really quality storytelling LIJ do the fist bumps at the beginning uh, Taguchi goes to do the fist bumps with his team and as he goes towards Ishii Ishii just looks at him in disgust and turns <laughs> away and you're like this is fucking great <laughs> just great storytelling perfect just so funny so so funny and again such commitment to me <laughs> this got me so hard like really funny uh, Taguchi starts making plays because he's the team leader in this home team thing and Kota and Narita are all in, but not Ishii. <laughs> Ishii's like not running the plays at all. He's just sitting in the corner like, for fuck's sake, can I go punch one of them in the face, please? <laughs> like, oh, I love this gimmick so much. Um, so Taguchi does his ram everyone into my butt spot. And, but it ends up with all the LIJ guys in the ring surrounding him with his back turned. He's going like, yeah, come on, put them in my palm. <laughs> and all the LIJ guys are like, it's uh, <laughs> a really funny moment to this. Um, this is the point where I noticed Naito's t-shirt. Did you notice what it said in there? No. You know the keep calm and carry on t-shirts? Yeah. He's got keep calm and tranquilo. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, that's fucking great. <laughs> I must have to buy this t-shirt. So we were talking about merch and stuff. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. It's I been think... merch, buy a merch. Amazon.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.com. Just search World of Wrestling Podcast. It'll come up in the list. To the £15 or $20 to our American friends. Yep. Super cheap. Free post as well. So, I mean, mm. if you're buying a t- if you're buying a Young Bucks t-shirt of Pro Wrestling <laughs> Tees, right? You pay 25 quid for the t-shirt. Mm. You then have to pay for international shipping if you're a Brit. It costs near enough like 35 quid to actually own one of these t-shirts. Okay? <laughs> if you buy one of ours, which I fucking should have had on me, one of ours... Hey, there we go. You can get it for 15 quid and it's free postage. So go buy one now. What a wrestling podcast. Also, if you are looking to buy yourself a Young Bucks t-shirt, you realise you can get rip-off mer- merchant versions of it on eBay for seven ninety nine. <laughs> you can. But, like, you got the, uh, but buy legit merch and support the boys. The bullshit bullet ones all over the internet, yeah, like yeah. everywhere. Like It's amazing how much like they've come into the forefront, like the ether again. On the hop, that word. hop topic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ibushi and Naito are both in. Then it breaks down to these two in the ring. Some amazing exchanges. They're like, beating the fuck out of each other, dropping each other on the head. Like Really fun. We then break down to Evil and Ishii in the ring oh, like oh yes, shit <laughs> two fucking behemoths coming at each other uh, again going full evil beating the f- yeah. irony uh, beating the fuck out of each other really 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 good um, then everyone gets a spot but Ibushi blocks Naito's and you're like oh we didn't get it and we break down to Renarita, who's the young lion who I think has a hell of a future especially as what I would see as the um... oh my god WWE Japanese wrestler. Itami. No. Nakamura. Nakamura. Thank you very much. I see Ren Narita as the Nakamura to Shota Umino's Tanahashi. Ah, uh, nice. I think that's where they're going down the line. Are we 10 years down the line, Wrestle Kingdom main event? I think so, man. I think this is where they're going because these two, fucking hell, they can take a beating and they're so good. And the way they sell and work, like you can tell how much they've trained and the repetitions yeah. over and over and over again. And they both seem to give a shit, which is the big thing. Like, yeah. You see some of these young lions like hesitant and like, oh, I'm going to get the crap being at me again today. I never see that from those no, two. No, these boys are like, go on then. They are fully committed to this. Because in 10 years' time, I'm going to get me some and more. <laughs> Fucking A, man. So we break down to Ren Narita, who's the young lion, and Shingo. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Few close falls for Ren Narita, which is really good. Shingo does a great job making you think that... 2.9. Oh, Shingo. Maybe this guy yeah. can win. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we get a brutal pumping bomber for the one, two, three. Your winners are Lost in Gorbanar Brez de Japon of Bushi Evil, Shingo Takagi, and the Intercontinental Champ Tetsuya Naito. Just before this all finished off, and though everyone's like smashing in with big moves, but the only comment I put in, oh, big move buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brutal way of putting the end of this match. Um, so, yeah, still yet to be pinned or submitted in New Japan, Shingo. It's interesting where they're going with this because I can't quite work it out. I feel like maybe they're going to use him as a guy to bring other people up into the heavyweight division. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be pushed to be a top guy in New Japan ever, really. I don't know. As you said, it's it's de- he's definitely very much protected so yeah. far since he's joined and he's made to look a big deal. If the LIJ break ever happens, it'll be Naito and Shingo. I wonder I wonder if that well I was gonna say, I think wonder if that's what they're priming it for. That yeah. they're gonna have Koto Ibushi and Naito go against each other and, and Sonata then it, just drifts off somewhere else. Yeah, you know. And then because obviously it's one of the big four. Yeah. And then Shingo is gonna be very much along the lines of while you're dicking about with Ibushi going, fight me, fight me, fight me, I'm in charge now. 
and then it will lead to Naito Shingo. I wonder how soon that might happen because it feels like that's where they're going. I don't know how much it may involve Ibushi, but they're definitely starting that storyline. I wonder if it will go to Wrestle Kingdom and that will be one of the matches Naito yeah. against Shingo. I feel like that's in for Gato's booking. That's too quick, but then you look at Jay White's push yeah. to prominence and Zack Saber winning the New Japan Cup last year and such and. He'll do it sometimes. And they need and Okada, to... when he first won the belt against Tanahashi and yeah. stuff, he came out of nowhere. It was like um, They nobody. need to build the stars. Yeah. They need to build the stars because they've lost so many. Mm. Well, you think about it. Really, in the, the in the last 10 years, they've only lost two or three very top guys. Finn, AJ, Nakamura. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. That's about it. They've still got the vast majority of their highest yeah, caliber wrestlers. But if you think for New Japan, for the money audience and the Western audience, where the, yeah. where the real money is... Kenny was vital. Young Bucks yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. But the fact is that they're looking... And of all these big talent they're going, obviously they push Jay White, Yeah. but everything else is homegrown. Yeah. Which is back to the case of we don't... Not necessarily homegrown. Like, Snada's not homegrown. Well, no, as in, sorry. That, Neither's uh, Naito, technically. Homegrown is in Japanese-based stars. Yeah, 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 for sure. I get that, yeah. So, um, as Ibushi talks tons of shit to Naito on the outside, <laughs> it seems like they're setting up this eventual match and feud for the Intercontinental strap. Uh, Kevin Kelly, again, does a great job of putting over all the stories here, like explaining everything, explaining the relationships between the people in the ring and relating it to the main event. And you're like, fucking hell, you're good at your job. He's got a flow chart <laughs> on, his, on, his, on his commentary. <laughs> I've said this, where do I say next? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you want to be a professional wrestling commentator, watch some Tax Williams first, eh? No, watch but, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> watch he, knows, he knows the moves. Watch some Bobby Heenan, watch some Kevin Kelly. You'll get it. Like, yeah, yeah he's the man. He gets oh, it Oh, man, so imagine much. that. As a, comment, a commentary oh. duo, oh. Kevin Kelly and Bobby Heenan. Oh. 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 Anyway, so uh, Ishii and Evil come nice to... little pull apart at the end. <laughs> yeah, they beat the fuck out of each yeah. other for a little bit. Yeah, like, so it seems like they're setting up a feud there as well, which uh, makes a lot of sense because if Sonata's going off to these main event matches and yeah. such, Evil needs to go somewhere and Ishii is a perfect place for him to go. Yeah. Really, really is. Those guys won't... Yeah, they're just little weak punches between them, weren't they? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that ends up being like, you know, the open championship at Wrestle Kingdom this mm. year or something, you know. But we'll see. So next up, we've got a tag team match of Hiroshi Tanahashi. And What's the, he ever done? <laughs> exactly. And the never open weight champion, Britain represent, Will Ospreay, versus the Suzuki-gun duo of Dangerous Techers. <laughs> <laughs> the best name ever. Thank you, Zack Sabre. Uh, Taichi and the, the Rev Pro champ, Zack Sabre Jr., because I'm not calling it the Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship because that fucking is disputed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Takamishinoki. Obviously, they're Suzuki-gun dudes. So, um, yeah. UK represent, boys. Osprey and Sabre in this match. Fucking hell, they're good. <laughs> they are both very, very good in the ring. I'm kind of repeating myself about every match at this point, but this, this just, there's not a great amount of like narrative or whatever in this show apart from the main events yeah. and stuff. But they do such a good job of making you care and the, the, the wrestling is, it's, it's, intense and hardcore when it needs to be it's fun and silly when it needs to be like it's a fantastic great. standalone event with decent stories in matches and if you don't have don't follow the product greatly you can still enjoy it beautiful way of putting it absolutely and also considering some of the pap we've watched in recent weeks <laughs> it's nice to enjoy wrestling again which is a real shame watching this before mania because i'm gonna watch mania and be so disappointed why do you think i wait to watch this so i was like oh god what's something i like before i have to watch like 15 16 hours of <laughs> shit this weekend nxt will be really good though but anyway um and to be fair, some of the uh, WrestleMania matches will be fucking outstanding. I mean, I can't wait for Orton versus... A oh, wait. 
mate, that would be all right. Like, they're both pretty good, to be fair. I'm going to do an RKO from somewhere. <laughs> Great. AJ will go for the Springboard Forearm. Yeah, that's for the RKO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They've done sure. it before. And it'll be awesome. The most innovative thing that Randy Orton's done at WrestleMania in any, ever is when he hit Seth Rollins, when he went for the curb, sort of flipped him up and... Got him. You're forgetting that WrestleMania was actually a few weeks ago. So yeah, I'm sure it was absolutely great because we're pre-recording this episode. <laughs> I mean, that thing, the Orton game, that was a coming out party for him. <laughs> Can't believe Brock ate that helicopter. <laughs> Can't believe Triple H retired. <laughs> He'll never be back. So um, we should definitely just call this like what it happened. <laughs> but, I mean, bloody hell. I can't believe they had Charlotte walk out with both belts. <laughs> How dare they? That wardrobe malfunction, though. Whew. I was thinking maybe. Can't believe I got to see Vince's dick. <laughs> what they should do is have Charlotte with the tag belts earlier in the night yeah, by herself. Yeah. <laughs> and then stand with all four. Be like, fuck you, women's division. I'm Charlotte Flair. Oh, I'd be so gangster. Oh, that's what happened, I mean. So anyway, so we've got Submission Master Beardy Zack Sabre Jr. coming out. Obviously, he's going to be more and more heel now because yep. he's grown facial hair. Um, <laughs> Taichi at, without his lovely lady friends this evening, just by himself. I haven't seen her a lot recently. She seems to have disappeared. Cutbacks. It's like when WWE Maybe. cut Pyro. They couldn't have hookers. It's not like they had to pay very much for a clothes or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so um, genuinely, I don't like Taichi, right? I've detested him for many years. He's having some really fucking good matches recently. When I think being like he, like tagging, reluctance in my tagging with Zach as well, I think really helps elevate him as well, mate. Yes, I've only seen Taichi a couple of times, mm. and as you said, his in ring style has never wowed me. But his performance in this match, I was like, are they like Tiger Mask this guy, and he's someone different? It's weird, isn't it? About a year or so ago, maybe a bit longer, he started to get over. The fans were just like Taichi, Taichi, and like. Why are we cheering <laughs> Tai Chi? I don't understand it. But it was, what's happened is that when he... You know, I won't go too much into detail because it's kind of boring. But when he they, they first pushed him, he tried to be a good guy. And that just didn't happen at all. The fans were like, fuck you, you're terrible. As a junior. So they pushed him to a heavyweight, had him join Suzuki Gun and made him evil. Uh, and then because he was that like evil little bastard in this role, and like the, the fans kind of gave in eventually, I think. Yeah. They're like, okay, we'll finally cheer you. Much like with Naito, okay? horrible to compare the two but like you know they're different caliber in my yeah. opinion but um really like i think that's why he got over almost um the fact that he's then managed to make himself a fucking hated detested heel again it's like it's starting to realize how good he is at his job yeah and i think he's gonna have a really long run with that never open strap soon i feel like he's gonna take it from osprey and then he's gonna hold it for a good year or so and they're gonna try and put him into those main event big guys yeah I'm not sure about it, but if he carries on like this, you never know, man. Well, that's the thing. If, like, if the switch has been flicked now and he's like, oh, this is what I need to do, yeah, then he could potentially grow into it. Yeah, Again, sure. very good now, but I said based on like the two or three times I've seen him before this, I'm putting this down as a, oh, it's a lucky change. I wait to be impressed in the future. We need to give him like two years and see where he is then. But this know? is the good thing. Like you were saying, oh, a couple of years ago, and people and the bookers still haven't given up on him. You're yeah. now saying, it'll be interesting where he's in two years' time. Compared to other products that we cover and we watch, mm. I'll be interested to see if they haven't fucked this up in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair, man. This long-term storytelling is just everything I adore about pro wrestling. And it's what made me care in the first place when I first started watching it. Yeah. That story of Brett and, uh, Brett and Bulldog yeah. in SummerSlam 92 Perfect. is what hooked me. You know, It's not necessarily the match or 
the spectacle or whatever it is. It's, it's that narrative that makes you dis- suspend your disbelief and get involved in the story. It's why I love Game of Thrones. It's why I love Breaking Bad. It's, you know. And this is why, again, we said about they're having like their, their big cluster of shows and then a long gap. It makes you, you're invested in it. Yeah, for sure. Plus also, because it's not always there. They make their events an event. Yeah. The problem with things like WWE is because there's so much content and there's so much crap they've got to fill, mm. SmackDown going to potentially three hours... It's going to be interesting to see how they fill it. Well, it'll be filled with adverts and stuff, won't it, really? Yeah, but it's, that, um, Daniel Cormier. <laughs> fuck no, please no. <laughs> please no. If they start booking Braun Strowman's next five years now, they'll be fine, you know? Yeah, but they won't. I have concerns. Anyway, so um, back to the match. So T- Tucker comes out and does his just tap out and uh, get on over here gimmick which is just fucking over as hell with me how long till he's allowed back in Mishinoku Pro <laughs> well who knows because he was, he was there, given man. a 12 month ban wasn't he for um, <coughs> I believe I think he was meant to be banned from New Japan as well but he came back pretty fucking quickly so who knows how legitimate any of that is I don't think it's a shoot <laughs> <laughs> what the Taka. and the affair oh that's a shoot yeah yeah for sure doesn't matter anyway <laughs> so tanahashi comes out and oh go like, i loved his old music but this new dude has got over with me so fucking hard especially since they remixed it and it sounds a little clearer and it sounds even <laughs> yeah. better now and tanahashi's got to the point where he actually remembers where the lyrics are so instead of going go <laughs> when it doesn't say go ace like he used to do all the fucking time he now does them all in time and knows when to stop and he's just like Good job, Tana. That those brain cells are still there, you know. You think though you'd <laughs> learn it. He's Tana Hashi, he doesn't have to do shit, mate. He's he, the ace. Oh, that's the problem. Don't yeah. rest on your laurels. Exactly. Because then Taichi's gonna take your spot. <laughs> what a what a year Tanahashi's had though. Yeah. Oh my god, like never thought he'd Redemption be in the main event again. Yeah. yeah. Quality storytelling. Um again, not my favourite in ring guy currently, but in terms of stories and narratives and he's the legacy. Oh, it's perfect. Imagine if John Cena was in this sort of role right now. It'd be so good. It would work perfectly. But... His tube has been too fairy too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've got, um, again, this is Chaos Osprey with home team Tanahashi combining to create these teams, which is, again, a really cool little bit of storytelling that like Chaos have kind of folded into the home team yeah. now, but they're still separate in some ways. I wonder whether there's going to be a big break between those two teams at some point coming up because it feels like what they're starting to yeah. set up, like setting that groundwork for. Again, Banging storytelling. Um, so Taka comes um, to the English announce table and goes, who are you? <laughs> to Excalibur. <laughs> and they have to explain who he is and stuff. It's fucking great. Ray, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Ray. Other guy with mask. Ah, La Sombra. <laughs> Less said about fed. him. Don't worry. God, he needs to get out of that fed so quickly. Or they need to push him like crazy. We're talking about, um, what's his name now? He's got one name, Andrade. Alejandro or something. Alejandro? <laughs> I don't know. fucking Anastasia song. They gave him the most fucking genetic Eric bullshit name ever. Like, why can't he have two names? What is why this? can't they call Mustafa Ali? <laughs> Mustafa. They call him Ali, and you're like, what? Because that's Google Ali, and he's gonna want it's gonna come up, right? Yeah. Because the problem is sometimes that these rests have a lot of letters in their names. It's like putting your name on the back of a football shirt. It costs a lot of extra money <laughs> to put in everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cheap out somewhere on the WrestleMania prints for the posters, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, is, he, he's get, is he on the show? He's getting over. Put him in the Battle Royal and change his name. Is he in the Battle Royal? Yeah. Fuck's sake, man. Uh, anyway, as you might expect, the Suzuki Gun trio jump uh, Tanner and Osprey early consistency yeah nice. absolutely and they continue to cheat to get the advantage and maintain it um taichi constantly talks to osprey while beating him up 
Kevin Kelly refers to him as hyper aggressive, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. It's got a great dictionary of term- wrestling terminology, isn't the old KK? Absolutely. Then uh, I thought you were going to add a K. No. <laughs> Excalibur has a great line as well, where he says, "Osprey using that drag style attack to free himself." And I'm like, drag style? What like he's got a RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> yeah. or something? Yeah. Is it that walk? Anyway, so um, I'm ashamed you know that program exists. <laughs> my missus watches it all the time. Oh so yeah, yeah. Shout my missus watches. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Andy, let's watch more RuPaul. <laughs> I just this put me in thing of like Osprey and Tanahashi do a drag would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. I'd be so into it. So we get a fun little double octopus stretch spot with the mm. mirrors spot yeah. where they're both doing it and then they both reverse at the same time. Thought it was really funny, cute. Um, Saber and Tana uh, is a brilliant feud. Um, as I've explained earlier, with Saber tapping out Tanahashi yeah. and blah blah blah, they really play off it here as well because Saber sells his knee, which is what Tanahashi had to attack to get yeah. the win in the tournament. Like, oh, the fact that they remembered this and continued to do it in their tag match, You're like, oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Why don't more people do this stuff? Um, shit booking. <laughs> there you go. But it's also down to the wrestlers to remember this stuff as well. You know, I'm going to sell my knee today, producer. No. We've yeah. written that storyline out. What are we going to do now? You're going to have a farting gimmick. It's like what? from Sunday to Monday, it may as well be completely different yeah. people and different storytelling. And We've sacked the writers. Yeah, it's, it's trash. Isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm a super fan. Get me on your podcast. I'll just, I don't <laughs> so yeah, um, Osprey hits the Axe Bomber and I fucking burst out my seat. Matt should be over. Again, not finishing with Hulk Hogan's finishes. <laughs> but no, uh, Taichi does his male stripper trousers gimmick. It's getting very strippery, this match in general. Um, I would not be allowed to commentate on this. I <laughs> <coughs> watch Super Quiz Cup. It's out now. Uh, Super Quiz Cup 2, indeed. Uh, WhatAWrestlingPodcast.com. Let's have a look. You'll find it. Um, Stormbreaker blocked as Taichi uses the ref as leverage. They're cheaty nice. bastard because he's a Suzuki, Suzuki gum. Uh, Taichi kicks Osprey in the bollocks. Gato clutched by Taichi for the one, two, three, and pinning the never openweight champion is Taichi and the winning team of Suzuki Gun of Dangerous Tech is Taichi and Zack Saber. Planting the seeds. Really great. Again, establishing stories. They know this is a show that's going to have eyes on it. We'll put these stories here to let you know what's going to happen. So when it does happen in our big shows, you'll give a shit about yeah. it. Perfect. Well done. Um, again, real solid story. I love um, Osprey and Tana as a team. I think they work very well um i think uh, okada and osprey is a better team because of the chaos connection every day yeah but again putting over the home team chaos connection i think is just but great. it said if, if this is now going to be merging more chaos into home team they need yeah. to start doing more of this to start sort of dampening down chaos yeah for sure seems to be where they're going yeah so saber and taishi immediately put some mission holds onto the good guys post-match suzuki gun taught them taishi lifts osprey's never strap in the air they threaten milano collection at at ringside he's commentating they even give osprey a kick on a quick kick on their way out as they're leaving perfectly <laughs> like, done it's fucking hilarious <laughs> nice to see a match where, where osprey doesn't land his own neck as well yeah Makes he's a resting, nice change he's resting more of like a heavyweight style recently yeah which i think is sensible uh, and also i assume if he's resting that style that's his own future plan for where he wants to be oh. Oh, definitely they're definitely bringing up uh, Osprey into that position now like he's not junior anymore like he might end up doing a junior title match uh, like yeah. Wrestle Kingdom or something especially if um, Hiromu there's his name Hiromu there Takahashi go. <laughs> got it finally uh, especially if he comes back with the neck injury and such um, it's Hiromu Takahashi isn't yeah. it I'm sure it is yeah got it nailed <laughs> it let's get back an hour in the pod to go listen to that bit anyway <laughs> so um, yeah the best heel stable in professional wrestling that's literally what I've written down Suzuki Gun, yeah. Yeah. So we're 90 minutes into the show now. 
how much action have they crammed into 90 minutes quite a lot yeah no bullshit like there's a few backstage bits here and there well actually what am i talking about there's no backstage bits here and there there's storytelling everywhere yeah but there's no just gap between the action yeah yeah crack absolutely. On. nice well but amazing show. what you can do in 90 minutes with professional wrestling you know <laughs> it's quite disappointing that we've got nothing to really go that's shit that's why i keep dropping in wwe things and i've got something to moan about it's not great professional wrestling podcasting is it but it's good professional wrestling <laughs> it's great professional wrestling <laughs> fuck you vince again thank you for this one i just really wanted to watch new japan this week so there we go um so next up we've got a six-man tag team match of the bullet club combination of bad luck Fale, hikulu i can never pronounce his name hikuleo hikuleo there you go and jay white uh, making his return with Gado uh, versus the Chaos um, Trio of Hiroki Goto, Mikey Nichols, Mikey Whitbrick, uh, <laughs> and Yoshihashi. So, uh, Mikey Nichols. Never seen him before. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, what's their tag name in Could- WWE? Um, H265 or something on NXT? Oh, TM61. There you go. Is N- Nick Miller? Was that this one? He's one of them lads, yeah. Which one? I don't watch Shane that product. Thorne or Nick Miller? He's the... not the blonde one because he's got dark hair. <laughs> from the Mighty Don't Kneel. Yeah, yeah. Original, you know, a really good tech team. Yeah, in Aussie. They yeah. were fucking great. And uh, he's obviously jumped to New Japan. Did not notice this was him at all. That's fine, don't worry. <laughs> because he looks like a completely fucking different wrestler. Because he's highlighted as like a so, big, strong, great white hope almost, you know? It's amazing what that flight does to you. <laughs> Bit <laughs> one of jet flight lag. to Japan. It's <laughs> yeah. like, da-da-da-da, I've got cool ring gear suddenly. What happened? Don't have a wellness policy to worry about. <laughs> well, maybe so. Uh, I would not. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, there we go. So um, <laughs> Kevin Kelly says, Hikalu, Hikalu? Fucking hell. Hikaleo. Hikaleo. There you go. I'll try and remember that. Hikaleo is the youngest son of Haku. So he's the brother of the G.O.D. lads. Yep. You're like, badass. I he's- think they should have just had a Haku faction. Fuck the Bullet Club. Just go <laughs> Team Haku. You could do it, definitely. Like an Islanders gimmick sort of thing. Yeah. But then what are Chase Owens and um, Yujiro going to do? Because <laughs> they've got no gimmicks left. It's fine. Just leave them, leave them by the wayside. No, or, you can't or, have Chase and you. Or find out they've got some kind of island boy heritage in the <laughs> background. Well, that's the joke with Chase Owens constantly is that he's going to be the first like um, what are they Tongan? He's going to be the first Tongan to win the Never Open Strap in the main event. You're like, you're not fucking Tongan. Oh dear, that's uh, great. I mean, the thing is, I said, I said earlier, they're trying to rebuild Bullet Club. Yeah. Bullet Club has been is, well, is they a have wo- rebuilt. Well, yeah, it. but it's it's a wounded animal. They need their stories to build it back up to be the main event thing. But they don't. I yeah. don't think they need it to be a main event thing. It's a good engine for Jay White as a heel. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's what this whole faction is now. Yeah, yeah. It's about Jay White, and that's sensible at this yeah. point. Like uh, we we all thought that um, there's going to be pushes for other guys in the faction. I think there still will be down the line. But really, it's we need we need a we need a vehicle to push Jay White to that main yeah. event. You know. And god damn it, did they? So um, Yoshihashi makes the least amount of effort ever with his gear. He doesn't even have his ring robe or anything. He's just literally got his white gimmick t-shirt and his staff thing. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, Yoshihashi, make some fucking effort, mate. I think he signed like a three-year contract, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so should we talk about the Yoshihashi incident? Do you know about this? No, but I'm not a fan of Yoshihashi. He bores me quite a bit. So they started to kind of push Yoshihashi into a more prevalent sort of position. And there came that moment where, was it Tanahashi and Jay White before Wrestle Kingdom? I think it was Tanahashi and Jay White. But there was, um, basically, they were beating down good guys in the ring. And Yoshihashi was the guy they built up to come make the big save, right? He runs down to the ring and Titus O'Neil's it, smacks his face on the fucking canvas, 
busts himself wide open, is in the ring, bleeding out of his face as his face is swelling up like the fucking elephant man, making the save, and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) I did not know that. Not for New Japan. No, (laughs) that's not going to help you. And he was not seen from for weeks and weeks and weeks went by without Yoshihashi being there. And I think they did that just to make sure people would forget about it because they had to because it was bad. Jesus Christ. Like this big moment right before Wrestle Kingdom and to make the big save and you fucking fall and smash your face as you get in the ring. Like, oh no. Felt terrible for the dude. But it seems to have helped get him over his face a little bit. Like people feel a bit sorry for him almost, you know? Certainly got his face over. They're certainly not going to push him to be one of these main event guys now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of brutal. But um, Goto and Mikey know what's up. They've got all the ring gear. Like, they look fucking awesome. So, yeah, it's all good. Um, Switchblade, Jay White's music hits. And I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this music for a while because he's been away. It's nice to see Jay White back. He's been on tours. Yeah. He's okay. just been away. He's been away from the product completely because they've been doing the New Japan Cup. Yeah. Which he doesn't need to be on because he's the champion. Whoever wins it gets a shot against him. But he's glad he got that belt. Oh, thank fuck. 12 shows in 17 days. Get 12 ah, weeks off, you know. Nice. Still get paid, you know, yeah. everything. Absolutely great. Um, nice to see the Bullet Club going full heel on their entrance, walking slowly to the ring. Jay says it doesn't matter if Okada or Sonata gets the title shot. Like, he's the champ yeah. on the way, talking to the camera and such. Like, nice to see them not in this tweener position anymore. Like, they are a heel we stable. Heel, yeah. They're going to stay heel and they're fully heel. Like, yeah. And we're not a cool heel anymore. No, not anymore. They seem to be trying to get away from that status, even though yeah. they're pretty fucking cool still. Anyway, so um, the commentators... Well, GODs are anyway. <laughs> for sure. Uh, the commentators put over whoever wins uh, later in the finals will get a shot against the Madison Square Garden against Jay White. Again, doing all the right things. Um, Farley tries to force Red Shoes to do the low down too sweet with them, but Red Shoes pulls away. He's like, no, no, I'm not doing that with you fuckers. Really not till nice my son leads a bullet club. <laughs> That's not what I'm He's home team for life. Uh, Yoshihashi gets the better of Farley to start the match which you're like, really? Farley? <laughs> this is the guy you're going to try and put him over? Uh, and cheekily slaps Farley in the back of the head while they're in the corner. I was like, that's a nice little moment. Ripple. <laughs> uh, it comes a bit walk and brawly, to be honest. Like the outside, they go to the outside in the match. It's, it's okay. It's typical kind of six man, yeah. heel versus face stuff. Uh, there's a great moment when Jay White stares down a little kid who's like following and moving around. He's like, oh, you fucking little shit. Because like, he's doing it. It's really kind of cool. Uh, eventually it breaks down to Goto and JY after Yoshihashi takes the majority of the punishment for the match uh, Yoshihashi comes into the ring hits a shitty looking lariat to Jay Goto goes for all his big spots leading to the GTR but Jay White reverses it into the Blade Runner for the 1-2-3 and they do a really good job of making you think the Yoshihashi and Goto combined could just about get enough yeah. offense on to like pin Jay White but the fact that he does the quick reversal, I was saying, the runner. nice little reversal at the end was really well done. Yeah, again, like the the amount of effort they put into the smallest details of storytelling and such. Yeah, like yeah, it's excellent. This match didn't do as much for me. No, it was it was nothing really to it. Yeah, it was just a match, and the vast majority of it was on the outside. Get our champ on the cards. Talk about whoever yeah. wins, I'm gonna fight. It's like the ECW shows; they always have one hardcore match where they'd go out into the crowd and stuff. Yeah. It felt a bit like that, you know. Yeah. Just give like the people who bought the cheapest seats the, a chance to get up and close and personal yeah. with people, you know. But I think that sums up quite well. Yeah, for sure. So you win it to the Bullet Club, a Bad Luck Farley, Hikaleo, yes, and Jay White. Almost got it. Jay White shouting in English at the commentators, "I'm still the fucking champ," and you're like, "Oh yeah, boy, get yourself over." 
Um, yeah, again, it's a bit of a nothing match, really. But yeah, get your champ on the card for sure. Um, we get a really cool hype video for Phantasmo's mm. induction into the Bullet Club as well here, which I thought was nice. Uh, his cool light up neon specs and the progress ring in Camden. <laughs> Do you swallow yeah. that? It definitely was, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, well, it's quite cool stuff. Like no rights, different continent. No rights. <laughs> Piracy. Um, he's Bullet Club as well. Yeah, which is gonna be interesting because he's definitely a good guy. Not sure how much he fits into the heel stable thing. Well, he's going to be a dickhead heel, isn't he? He's like, yeah, I'm better than you. Western thing in a yeah. Japanese promotion. Yeah, it works, I guess. He's been watching T-Call from the stable hip-hop in OWE. Nice. Very cool. So um, next up, we've got IWGP United States heavyweight title match of Juice Robinson, who's the current champion, versus Chase Owens with Jado. So Bullet Club Chase Owens. Um, did you know the story coming into this? Did they put it over enough on commentary for you? Not as much I, to be fair because okay. I was trying to watch this in one whole big run and I was watching the end of this last night and I was doing very much like this for the, uh, for the, the US time match and I was like oh sugar I've missed a few minutes <laughs> it's fine oh it's fine. no it's okay <laughs> so um, the idea is that during the tournament Chase Owens managed to get a pin over Juice Robinson I haven't seen the match I'm assuming he cheated to get the pin but he did he pinned him so when that happens in New Japan you pin a champion get a title shot you get that title shot and this is a perfect place to put it before the main event of the tournament like after all these tag matches and stuff you know two western guys that aren't going to have the biggest responses from the crowd but Juice has seriously got over with me in the last few years he came his entrance he seemed a lot more serious than because I assume because he's yeah, had the pin fall because he lost to Chase yeah. and stuff like he's not he's serious at this point you know um Juice Robinson has done so well of getting over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. even remember what his name was in NXT. Wow. I'm trying to think of it now and I can't get it. He's just Juice Robinson. Yep, he's Juice Robinson for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice way of putting it. So um, this is definitely... Even though I'm trying to forget, think of it now. This is <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I was trying to do it for a second. I was like, what is it? Oh, I can't remember who fuck. Uh, so Chase Owens... CJ Parker. Well played. Yes. <laughs> but it's Juice isn't Robinson. That, isn't that Lana? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> CJ Perry, that's her name. Anyway, so anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Chase Owens is I blah I fluffed this line so many times I've said it three times. Chase Owens. Chase Owens coming out party definitely. This is his first big singles New Japan match, and you can see the nervousness on his face a little bit. But I think they pull it off. I think they do have a great little match. Yeah, here. I think start start to finish, bell to bell. This was a this was a title match. Yeah. Well, as in like storyline wise, it was the champion in a little bit of peril. The heel had had the win, so he knows how to beat him, and the face being like, can I still do it? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's how it was. Yeah, for sure. So um, Chase brings out the same blue light light blue tights that he got the victory what against he was wearing against J. Rubber words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like I was when I was watching this match last night. <laughs> He's wearing the same tights he was when he beat Juice, Juice. in the tournament. Which again, Nice touch. Nice yeah. little touch. And they put it over on commentary hard yeah. as well. And you're like, oh, they actually paid attention. Good stuff. So um, as you said, Juice is all beard and business, as I put it here. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> He's uh, not the flamboyant entertainer we're used to seeing. Commentary do a great job of putting over that Juice even makes the point of taking off his ring jacket, hat, shades at the top of the ramp, not wearing them down to the ring and putting them onto a fan audience. Yeah, all business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. In the business. Yeah, dusty baby. Um, so he tries to, uh, he even ties Wait, his... I was just speaking with a speech panel. What were you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> so um, he ties his hair back as well. So not, that yeah. is not a distraction to him. You're like, oh, some cool moments here. Um, so uh, I started to wonder whether Juice was being too serious and they were going to play into this being his downfall. Because they do that a lot for New Japan. If someone yeah. has a sudden, sudden character change, they're like, oh, that wasn't working for him previously. But we shall see. Balloon Okada. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect example. So... Um, 
Uh, Jado and Chase do some great old school heel shit throughout the match. They do lots of cheating and stuff, which is really fun. Chase goes over Juice's ribs for the majority of the match and works them over. About five minutes into the match, Juice is getting pissed off and goes all Terminator and just like starts no selling stuff. Uh, very kind of uh, Brody in the cage yeah. with Lex, you know, <laughs> like he's just like. Ah, standing there taking punches and things I've done my bit now <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool little moment so it even encourages Chase to hit him in the face it's like it's fucking great every time Juice gets the advantage either Chase goes uh, low into the ribs to damage his ribs or he hits Juice with the, um, or where they distract Red Shoes sorry and then Jado comes in with a kendo stick and beats on Juice and they're just constantly the whole match they're doing shenanigans the whole way through um, blah 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 blah. But blah. Well, yeah, at this stage, I was like, "This is great heel work because it makes the champion really look like he's in proper jeopardy. And he may drop the belt." Yeah, to chase of all people, like you didn't think that he would be in title shots for New Japan anytime soon, and so yeah, it's a really cool moment they've done it. Um, he hits the dual heist, his wrist capture kind of arm lariat thing. Chase does, which you're like, oh, "Shit, is he going to do the finisher? Yeah. We got a new champ," uh, and he sells his back afterwards and can't hit the package pile driver, the trapper keeper. Uh, commentary put over this was oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so commentary put over this, how Chase has beat Juice in the tournament finals again and uh, the opening round sorry um, suplex off the tibbity top by uh, Juice for the three amigo into a jackhammer and you're like holy fucking shit beautiful like, combo that would hurt like yeah. fucking crazy <laughs> but yeah really really strong um, both tees they're finished the bullet clubs start doing full shenanigans on the outside Jado interferes. Red Shoe takes a bump off the hardest part of the ring. Got it in. Uh, <laughs> wasn't caught by Murder, Murder Clown, though, so there we go. Uh, yes. Got both in in one. Uh, Fuck you, Chavo. <laughs> <laughs> All three. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Everybody drinks. So, uh, Juice and Jado uh, exchange. Especially CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> exchange with the kendo stick. Um, and then um, Juice breaks the kendo stick over his own back. He's like, snaps it. He's like, ah! And on commentary, they're like, he's so strong! Like, Hulking up big time. Bamboo, anyone can break it. Anyway, um, so Chase throws the powder in Juice's eyes, like the big powder spot, full shenanigans. Even bad luck, Farley comes out to give Juice a massive spear behind Red Shoe's back. But Juice fights his way back into it, sidestepping a belt shot by Chase that ends up hitting Farley, knocking him out of the ring. Left-handed God by Juice, Pulp Friction, the unprettier, which I love the way he hits, the way he jumps in the air. Yep. For the one, two, three, and still your never-open US champion, whatever this belt is, uh, Juice Robinson. Makes the Bullet Club look a little bit weak. Well, I thought it was kind of like good 90s-style heel booking, you know? Yeah. They're coming out, trying everything they possibly can to do it with a guy that, like, he's... Chase Owens, if we're talking about DX, He'd be like a Royal Rumble title match person that they'd be, okay, so if we've got the Rumble, it's our main event. Uh, we'll put someone who hasn't been in before. I see, maybe, like, you know... Well, that is it, like, because you know when they do yeah, their, yeah, book, yeah, they do their booking, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I refer to him sometimes like the X-Pox... X-Pac uh, okay. of the Bullet Club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's there, he's a useful guy to have and such, but he's not really going to be a top guy no. anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they threw everything they had in there. Um, Farley goes to beat down Juice at the end of the match, probably setting up a feud between the two. Yeah. And then Mikey Nichols comes down for the save as well, which I'm like, not hating, are we it's showing the um, Chaos home team kind of combination. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty solid match, to be fair. Good interlude before the main. I said that these last two matches, partly because of probably my fatigue at this stage. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, there's been better storytelling in the matches before. Again, the, I, I thought, again, with Chase Owens, I don't buy into him too much. Yeah. Um, 
but was looking forward to the main at this stage. I was like, <laughs> now it's time. I'd like to see what he could do. And I thought they pulled off some interesting stuff. And I love the the crazy run-ins and like powder and the ref bump and everything else, like everything being thrown in there. Um, there's not enough of this in New Japan sometimes. So I like to see occasional mm. when there's two like you know yeah. American dudes doing it. Canadian? American? Whatever. Um, having good. So anyway, um, holy fucking shit, Shibata comes out. And I'm like... No way. He's not going to wrestle, is he? But he's wearing a suit. Thank God. <laughs> Ready for commentary. Yeah. I don't want to see someone die in the ring. So um, he's got a suave fucking suit on. It's very nice. Very nice suit. Very, t- very Tokyo business. Yeah, absolutely. Almost tuxedo levels of mm. suit, you know? Um, so he's joining the Japanese commentary team for the match of the New Japan Cup finals. <laughs> and the commentator said, we'll probably get some shots of him during this match. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Let's talk about it. So we get a typical but awesome promo package for this match. Really nice. Really, really well done. I said all the promo packages in the show have been really good. Yeah. And they're kind of, there's enough, not too much, you know, so yeah. you feel like you're just constantly watching promo packages, you know. Um, and for the other, some of the early matches, they don't need anything like this. They just want to get in the ring and they'll, yeah. do the, they'll do the job of telling the story in the ring. You don't need stories and narratives and shit sometimes, you know. Um, that's not for all wrestling. I'm just saying for this particular show. Um so the opening package, um, video package, has Okada, has beat Elgin, Micah Nichols, and Osprey, and Ishii to get into the finals. Hell of a run. Three of those people are Chaos members. Yeah. And like, so he's had to fight his own stable to get into this position. It's like, I wonder whether they would help him by any chance <laughs> yeah. in kayfabe terms, you know. Um, Sonada has beaten Goto, Minoru Suzuki, Colt Cabana, and tapped out Hiroshi Tanahashi to get into this final. And I'm like, it has to be Sonada's moment, right? Yeah, they pitched it to be the one. Yeah, we've got Sonata against, let's face it, the ace of the company. In The problem is already, yeah. at this stage, before I get onto my TNA ranks, I know we're running long, so I don't want to rant yeah, about it too, too long. The winner of this is going to go to MSG to main event against Jay White. Yeah. There was no way they were going to let Sonata have this because they want Okada as their <laughs> big name. I mean... Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, when we talked about this previously, we kind of talked about the potential of... Um, I should probably answer that. We'll just carry on. I'm going to cut this bit. Uh, opening package. They show Sonata lowering the lights in his post-match promo. So bring up the Fireflies, Bray Wyatt-esque. You're like, oh, you've got a new gimmick there, mate. That's going to get over. Like, really nice touch. Yeah. Really cool-looking thing. Um, this really is all set up for either the moment Sonata becomes a main eventer or the moment Okada makes his way back to being the ace of the company to that face option. Jay White. That option. Yeah. Straight away from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So for Madison Square Garden, obviously they need Okada there, really. Maybe they could have done, like, the new underdog story, where, because they've sold it out already or whatever. I think they've sold it out, yeah. at least. So it doesn't really matter what who they had do it but it, it's it's that time you need to do okada and i think okada will lose yeah i really do i think well, they, they have, have to keep, keep, they have to keep jay white strong i would not be surprised if it's sonata versus jay white for wrestle kingdom this year that'd be bold yeah i think they need to do some more storytelling first with sonata but i wonder if they're gonna do jay white versus shinsuke mm, maybe <clears throat> we'll see if he's not because as we know surfing. as we know now <laughs> since he's been released in may he's been released from his contract <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean after what Shinsuke did at Wrestlemania to that camera it turns out his English is pretty good after that promo <laughs> cut outstanding so I mean I've just written here let's fucking go two of my absolute favourite wrestlers this could not be a better setup for me like these two are just if I saw any show with these two as the main event I'd be like right let's go well it's funny you should say what happens if a company has these two wrestlers rich yeah fuck you TNA go on 
fuck you Dixie Carter, fuck you Bischoff, fuck you Hogan. You had these two, and granted this was a while ago. Yeah. But they don't suddenly become really good at wrestling overnight. <laughs> no, for sure. Fucking hell. This main event yeah. was very, very good. This main event could have made TNA different. The utilising of talent in TNA could have been so different. Did Jay White have a TNA run? I don't know. Okay, I wondered. But they definitely had Okada for a long time. They had Okada and they had Sonata. Fuck all. <laughs> exactly, because they vinced them. Yeah. Oh, you guys from Asia. No, no, no. We've got Gail Kim. We've, we've got our quite ticks. No, you've got two of the best rest in the world. Even when they were back then, they were... Just help them build their characters. Did they give him a Toto gimmick at one point as well, like from the Lone Ranger? Uh, no. <sighs> Terrible. That company died the day Bishop and Hogan came in and bought in the Nasty Boys and Orlando Jordan. <laughs> what are you saying about the Nasty Boys? <laughs> what are you saying about Orlando Jordan? <laughs> but no. Uh, I totally agree, man. I've only watched so much TNA, but I remember seeing Snado and being like, okay. And then you see him in New Japan, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's a different caliber of wrestler. Here is just a prime example of just let them do what they want to do. Let them be their character. Because if they know their character, well, they'll be able to get over. Yeah, sorry, my mic stands for Ah, me. you're Sonata. Oh, you don't speak much English. <laughs> maybe you can have the X Division title. Oh, maybe not. Oh, but you're from Japan. It's, it's, it's dumb. You're like, not Tucker Mishinoku. To give them any sort of benefit, play devil's advocate, I wonder whether they were kind of instructed to be like, don't make him a main event star because we're going to do that when we surprise people when he beats Tanahashi. No? <laughs> think I'm fucking insane. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, TNA don't know how to use talent. Yeah. Although it's amazing now most of TNAs in WWE, so they're going to be fucked in a few years, aren't they? <laughs> Impact is a bit better. I watched some stuff the other day. Like, we also watched the bit where they killed off someone. They killed Cherry Bomb. Yeah, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, I'm what's such a mark. They killed Ali. <laughs> Whatever. She better um, be called Cherry Bomb in AEW. The other bits I've seen, like, yeah, I was into it. Like, Impact's got a bit better now, but the old school stuff, fucking hell, man. We had, like, the, the mess of, like, Russo, Jarrett, Hogan, Bischoff, Dixie Carter, like, running this crap. You're like... It's not surprising it went fucking terribly. We look at who they had running it. The last good thing they did was when EC3 refused to renew his contract and they just played it out on TV and the feast or fired briefcase thing. Wow. And they didn't know what briefcase he had and he was doing an interview backstage, held his briefcase and everyone walked past going, he's fired. He's fired. He's, he's, and then someone walked past and went, he's already signed. It's not contract elsewhere. He's fired. Really? So they just took the piss out of it. That they wow. really knew he'd gone. Did he actually have the fired case? Yeah, of course he did. So they should have swerved it. They should have been like, main event title thing, and then fired him. They'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. So uh, our, New Japan, blah, our New Japan Cup 2019 final match, Kazushika Okada versus Sanada. It's going to be a little tricky about saying Okada and Sanada because they're very similar apart from one letter at the beginning. So Ada, Ada, there literally is one, two letters difference between their names. Yeah. Three, but it doesn't matter. I'll probably cut that bit. <laughs> so we've got a New Japan Cup 2019 final match of Kazushika Okada versus Sonata. Cold Skull versus the Rainmaker. Pretty cool stuff. Um, this is Sonata's hometown slash area. It's, he's down from down the road, really, but it's close enough yeah. to be his hometown at this point, which adds for a really interesting dynamic with the crowd and such. So I started to wonder whether it was just he was getting cheered just because it was his hometown. But then I remember every other time he wrestles for New Japan, he gets cheered over pretty much anyone at this point. He is top face mm. in the making, isn't he? He really is. Like, 
Again, you line him up with the Tanahashis, the Akadas, the potentially the Shota Umanos in the future. Yeah. You know, the Ibushis and such. That he is going to have fucking amazing matches because we've already seen them pretty much before. Like, every time he has these matches, he's just outstanding. And it's going to be good. even better every time. He just gets better all the time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's just a picture of uh, um, Sonada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was it Abu Xavier? Abu Xavier. He's got the. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I do remember him now. You say it. <laughs> so we get Rainmaker posed in the corner, and there's a smattering of applause. But really, this is Sonada's yeah. crowd the whole way through. Uh, potentially all the crowds are Sonada's at this point because he's just getting over his fuck, as we've said. Um, the lights come up from Okada's entrance and the crowd immediately are like, Sonada! Sonada! <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, nice to see they're into it. Up for this final. Um, Kevin Kelly again puts over that Okada is 4-0 and over Sonada. Sonada has never beaten yeah. him. You're like, oh, there's a story there. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So very, very slow start to this match. Like, they're doing the typical slow build thing, but to a different level mm. of other people. Oh, so good. There's not a strike thrown for about half an hour in this match. Like, they just spent ages. It's not literally half an hour. It's more like 10 minutes, but yeah. they just but slowly... If you think the first third of the match, it's really slow build. Not what you'd expect of these two outside of a main event match yeah yeah for sure like beautifully constructed grounded holes technical wrestling trying to get the better of each other trying to injure like certain parts they yeah. know about each other like just just intricate clever little story proper uh, obviously they use it in wrestling a lot in the analogy of it's a proper game of chess yeah for sure so um keeps ending in stalemate every time they do the indie standoff like four or five times i hate when progressors do that but i loved it today in this context it makes so much sense yeah. and you're like oh it's so good when you set it up then you can do it yeah. you know until sonata manages to get the okada in the paradise lock and embarrass him in front of the world like for me this is the moment where okada was like what did you just <laughs> do to me because when um Sonata kicks him in the ass to kind of free him from the paradise. Most people pop out and sell it. But Sonata just kind of goes, <sighs> He got me. Yeah. Rat piece of shit. Like, yeah. and you see him start to turn. You're like, oh, aggressive Okada when he comes out. Like, he's fucking brilliant. Where are your balloons now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so as the match goes on, Okada takes control and starts to tar target Sonata's neck. Uh, Rainmaker pose in the middle of the ring doing the big camera zoom out thing. I've skipped a whole chunk here because I'm not going to talk yeah. about the whole fucking match, obviously. But Okada cannot hit the Rainmaker. He goes for it four or five times. It just keeps ducking and reversing and such. Sonata fights his way back to his feet into the match. Breaks down to the two of them, standing in the middle of the ring, throwing forearms at each other, as you might expect, but... Again, we needed yeah. it in this match. But also complete contrast to the first 10 minutes of the match as well. Completely you've gone, different. You've gone from the hole to hole to the, oh, I'm just going to fucking knock your teeth down your throat. <laughs> fucking A, man. Like, who's the stronger? Yeah. Who's got that more strong style, like, fighting spirit? I'm strong you know? style. No, I'm strong style. Yeah, over and over again. And the crowd are eating it up during yeah. this exchange as well. And they were so hot for out. I mean, they were into yeah. everything, but right here in this for main event. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, they're not like, you know, whoa, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're, they're there the whole time with you. They cheer when it matters, yeah. you know, or boo when it matters indeed. Like there's times uh, later on where they don't let Jay White talk. They're yeah. like, oh, this is great. This is like a Western spot or whatever. It's really funny. So Okada brutalizes Sonata out on the floor. Sonata is now barely kicking out a pinfall attempt, like really selling this hard. We're about 25 minutes into the match and the wear and the tear on this, the, from this tournament is starting to become a huge factor in the match as well. They're selling injuries yeah. from the tournament now, which again, just, oh, just an intricacy of it all. Uh, massive tombstone reversal spot by Sonata. And I was like, is this the moment? He just hit like the tombstone on Okada. And you're like, oh, here we go. 
Yeah, not great. So <laughs> skull end, kind of standing. Snada can't lock it in fully, so fuck it, just does a tiger yeah. suplex. And you're like, yes, that's exactly what you would do in that situation. In real life, that's how I'd win in a fight. Fuck it, eh? <laughs> if I can't lock it, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll tiger throw you somewhere. So it goes for the Muta Soul, and you're just like, oh, it's going to happen. Akada gets the knees up, and you're like, oh, no, you just hit everything you had, and Akada put his knees up. Like, oh, I can't see it happening now. At that stage, it's a case of, yeah, he's, he's done. Any doubt yeah. you possibly had that Akada wouldn't win this, you said that as the knees came up. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh. But Akada uh, goes to do a backslide, deliberately misses it, lets him roll up, and fucking Rainmaker's the shit out of him. Yeah. I have a backslide. You're like, yeah. he's pulling out big stops now. You ain't fucking winning this anymore. <laughs> like, this is it. So he misses the second Rainmaker, but then immediately hits the drop kick and the tombstone, not jumping, mind you, because yeah. he's fucking exhausted by this point. So he's just like, I've just got to hit it as quickly as possible. Rainmaker, no, Skull End. What a reversal. Uh, fucking what a maneuver. <laughs> Very much so. <coughs> Still getting over this goddamn cold. Um, it's a fucking In sick. Re- <laughs> no, man. Oh, yeah. It's like six <laughs> months later. Uh, fucking sick reversal spot. Sonata goes for the Rainmaker of his own. Misses. Akada has Skull End locked in. You're like, oh, they're pulling all the stops tonight. Sonata does exactly the same escape that Akada just did to get out of it. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, lads. Spinning Skull End. You know, he lifts him by the neck mm. and throws him around backwards. Like, Yikes. It's vicious looking gets down hooks her in and you're like come on sonata you can do it okada red shoes and the commentary team all put over over whether okada tapped out or not because his hands are kind of flailing yeah. around you're like everyone coming together and telling this amazing story like when it comes together for new japan it's there it's, it's the best storytelling oh, in the it's ring amazing. isn't it amazing and the fact that everyone's contributing to that one little moment where he's down in that skull and he's finally going to get it and like his hand moves and like, oh, even like, like the ref is pointing to his hand going, did he? And then he walks <laughs> over to the comedy he's like discussing it with them while like refereeing and stuff. And you're like, oh, it's fucking so cool. So Okada is out. Sonata breaks the hole to try and get the pin. Okada kicks out just you're like, oh, 2.99. For sure. Because he can't win the strap or the whatever from doing that. So he's like proving a point almost. Yeah. That he can pin him or submit him. So Muta Salt by Sonata misses. And you're like, ah, fuck, that's it. He's definitely <laughs> done now. Sonata moment's gone. The storytelling is fucking sick. Akada hits a brutal looking shotgun drop kick. But Sonata is like, fuck you. And no sells the shit out of it. Sonata hits a TKO. And I'm like, I love this, man. He just did a TKO in a fucking main event for New Japan. Sonata goes for the Muta Salt again. But Akada grabs his foot to stop him going up the top turnbuckle. Sonata kicks him away. But Akada grabs his foot again as he tries to walk away. And you're like, oh, the emotion, the storytelling. Akada then gets to his feet grabs Sonata's leg as he's up on the turnback was like please don't just stop like desperation at this point Muta Salt directly into Skull End Brett Piper from Wrestlemania 13 up the turnbuckles Tombstone wrist control by Okada repeat boots to the face by Sonata he's like fuck you fuck you fuck you (laughs) spinny Rainmaker wrist capture brings Sonata up to his feet Rainmaker for the one two three and winner of the match and a new japan cup 2019 winner the rainmaker kazuchika okada and the best match i've seen this year absolutely man yeah fucking incredible storytelling big scary spots without being horrifically dangerous at the end of a tournament they tell the whole story about it i've literally got one note it just says incredible just how I interesting thought process behind this had this been for the New Japan Bell at Wrestle Kingdom, this would be five stars in Tokyo Dome, wouldn't it? Fucking A, it'd be seven stars, mate. Yeah. It's classic. Like if they if if they've thrown in a couple of crazy high spots, 
like dangerous shit. Didn't need it. No, it didn't at didn't all. Didn't need it but to make to make it that seven star status bullshit. You know, the Meltzer does or whatever. Like you know, that it would need that to do yeah. it. But this, yeah, best match of the year I've watched so far. Yeah, for sure. A bit more of a story would be nice as well. Very similar to that main event match between Triple H and Batista at WrestleMania. <laughs> Absolutely identical. Yeah, amazing how they did that. I mean, Shane and The Miz. The fact got... that they put them in the main event as well, you know? Like, Sonata's punches are just like Shane's punches. They're just perfect, <laughs> you know? Quality wrestlers. No. Um, so so, I've just put these two are the best in the world right now as well. I, I just They are. They're fucking amazingly good. So we've already cut to the fact that the winner of this tournament goes and takes on JY at MSG. Yeah, so JY Okada, yeah. No way Jay White's losing this belt. I don't think so either, but stranger things have happened. Okada is fully being pushed into that main event. Okada jobbed to him at Wrestle Kingdom. Title change at your biggest ever show. Title change for a Western audience. Yeah. So, um, we can <laughs> never cover New Japan again because it's too positive. <laughs> How would you? How many cornflakes would you rate the show? Um, with the main event in, if I was just judging the main event, it's five stars. Obviously, it's it's perfect for me. Like this is how I want pro wrestling to be. Yeah. Uh, as a whole show, there's so many multi man matches and stuff that don't have a great significance. Like they have some good storytelling and elements yeah. of it. So I'd, I'd give it a solid four. Yeah, from a wrestling standpoint, four four cornflakes yeah. in in the Tesco's aisle three. But yeah, main event, best match I've seen this year, and I think it's going to take a lot to top it. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, Absolutely. Buddy Murphy, Tony Nese, Cruiserweight. Oh, what a match, match that was. Fucking brilliant. That was seven stars <laughs> at the uh, at the Al Qatari Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Okada's second New Japan Cup win. It's the weirdest looking trophy ever. It's got Jerry Law's crown on it. <laughs> it's fucking ugly. Yeah. I always thought about it like is Jerry Crown like, like a royal crown on top, like Jerry King Lawless or whatever. But with the bottom of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal yeah. painted gold plastic bullshit underneath it. Basically, what this is is a rib on basically going, got to carry that on a flight now. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, fucking great. So um Sonata helped to the back by Shota Umino and Rennerita. That may be footage we see a lot of in the mm. years to come. I thought that was something we needed to point out at this yeah. point. Because Sonada is obviously going to be one of the top guys. The chosen next yeah. level. I'm not sure he needs the belt, if I'm totally honest. But he has to have it at some point. As far yeah, as I'm he'll have it at some point in the next couple of years. And then very, very soon, we're going to have Shota and Renderita kind of coming up to challenge him and stuff. And yeah, Do you reckon that they'll have uh, Shota and um, Narita in a tag to start with? Um, I don't think so and I think they're going to focus Renderita as a junior and Shota as a heavyweight you yeah. can see the size Shota's been putting yeah. on like he's fat at this point bulking up but he's starting to tan a bulk up you know yeah. like I think they want to make him look as much like Tanahashi as they possibly yeah. can to make that transition as easy as possible because let's face it Tanner's on his way out yeah. you know um, Kevin Kelly has a great line can Sonata become the five time IWGP heavyweight champion at Madison Square Garden versus Jay White so simple such a simple sentence puts over everything you need to know yeah you know puts over the the five time champ thing and everything you know five time five time five time anyway, yeah just fucking great uh, Excalibur puts over the, the leading into the Madison Square Garden match uh, um, Okada has wrestled 16 times and Jay has only wrestled twice yeah nice like, already planting the seeds for sure Okada does a post-match promo. Out come Gato and loungewear Jay White because he's looking <laughs> yeah. very relaxed at this point. Um, Gato has the mic and all he can do, all he has to do is say, Okada! And the whole fucking place boos the shit out of him. It's nice to see some strong heel face yeah. dynamic. Um, Gato is out to basically put over the Madison Square Garden match, which rightfully so. 
And the, as I said earlier, the crowd will not let Jay White talk. Every time he grabs the mic, they start booing him. Like the CZW horn thing almost, yep. you know? And it becomes a really funny little gimmick. Jay White puts over that Okada has never beaten him as the crowd shouts stuff at Jay. Very unlike a Japanese crowd. So yeah. emphasizing the heat that he's getting at this point. Um, does his dumb breathe with a switchblade gimmick uh, and then does his good my new era gimmick which is a much better line uh, as Jay leaves Okada grabs the mic and goes I have no idea what you said and the whole arena pops so funny it's such a great line nice to see Okada smiling having a good time yeah. like without being a doofus yeah. with the balloons and shit you know um, I love his character um, cocky Rainmaker is just hilarious I love him so much there's the big Rainmaker pose. The conveyor cannons go off because obviously we need the stuff for the VT yeah, in the course. future. Uh, yeah, absolutely great. Yep, never covering New Japan again. Cool, awesome. That was a great laugh. <laughs> so, um, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. That's our website where you can find everything, including this pod and the Super Quiz Cup 2, which hopefully has got a million views by this the now. critically acclaimed viral. Super absolutely. Quiz Cup 2. Everyone loved it as well. My, well... My uh, my Twitter sphere is going off the chain here with feedback, so I look forward to reading what people are saying. Other than your wife's divorced you, uh, <laughs> what's your social media? At the Tex Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Mine's Rich Beale. Name you can find all the links there. There, point to your left, down with your left hand. There you go. Awesome. That's where the social medias are. So is this where you're now going to replace something in the final edit, which is going to be like I don't know something Penis accumulating or something, you know? Uh, it wouldn't be that big. <laughs> anyway, could be. <laughs> Learn the drill, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, um, buy our t-shirts on Amazon.com, Amazon.co.uk. Um, yeah, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Just search, you'll find it immediately. It's the Zero CM Punk t-shirt. You'll love it. Uh, and yeah. New Japan's really good. Don't watch if you want to watch shit wrestling. God, I love New Japan. Goodbye, watch everyone. five star. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye.